Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. Welcome in, everybody. It is Friday, October 14th. Happy Football Friday to you. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you live from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. As always, for more information on how the University of Louisville College of Business can better you and make it feel like you're getting paid to get your MBA, visit business.louisville.edu today. We are here from 3 to 6, getting you hyped up for the weekend, for a bye weekend ahead. We got Trevor Kelsey in the house. We got intern Patrick in the house as well, rocking his Purdue football t-shirt. Trevor's got the Ert So Good t-shirt on. Oh, it will on Sunday night, my friend. We're geared up. We're feeling you, you got to be revved up. This is a big weekend for you, Ed. We don't have Louisville football to get to, no. but it, it's still a, a gigantic sports weekend for you because you've got the rivalry, and now all of a sudden this looks like a better game than it was going to like even three weeks ago, undefeated Eagles versus the suddenly resurgent Dallas Cowboys battle for supremacy in the NFC East. you got to be jacked up right now. I mean, I've got nothing else going, right? I mean, Blue Jays, thanks, Toronto. You know, I've got, I've got you know, you said Louisville's on a bye. I'm stressed about that. I can just worry about you know rooting for the the pirate and Mississippi State on Saturday, and then Sunday I can relax all day, just root for fantasy. And as Carrie Underwood would say, I'm just getting all ready for Sunday night. Waiting all day for Sunday night. Oh, that's what she says. Okay. He's waiting all week, right? I don't know. Yeah, I, I'll up. be honest with you. By the second the second the second tone of music, I, sh- I just zone out. I mean, I'm just like, oh well. The yeah. fact that you were zoned in at any point, uh, is a yeah, it's a, it's a miracle in its own right. So, yeah, I'm pumped, man. I'm ready. I'm sure there's hockey this weekend. There is. But uh, I am a little worried about Sunday night. I'm not going to lie. A L- little, little worried. You, know? you are. Well, I'm a little upset, though. Also, we're, you thought you would think at 5-0 and at this point for Philly, we'd have a nice little cushion in the NFC East. You don't. And no. especially with, uh, you know, the Giants Prescott are, being out. Well, you've got the, – the, we lose this game. We're, we're just 5-1. We're just four, we're five and one. That's great. We're not even in first place. Is the NFC East back? I don't know if it's back as much as it's just gotten lucky in its scheduling for the first part of the, at least in, in not, in, I think we are good. I think Dallas is obviously good, even without Dak, because you have the defense they have and the giants. Well, I'll cover your ears, Sweeney giants are kind of just uh, a product of lucky in their scheduling. They are improved though. They're at least playing hard. The Eagles are almost a touchdown favorite in this game. They're expected Ooh, to take care of business here. I know it's at home too. It is at home. I mean, Prime time. I don't know. I don't know if anybody remembers. I unfortunately do. The last last year, two games against Dallas were not very pretty. One of which was when the the game the Eagles I think 
ran the ball like six times the entire game and got beat by 40 in the first meeting they had. It was just one of the weirdest. It was one of those games where just like Nick Sirianni just refused to run the ball for some reason. Well, we want to hear from you today. Eagles thoughts I do aside. Especially. No, no, I want Eagles thoughts. Well, Eagles thoughts, welcome as well. Yeah. Any thoughts, welcome. It's a bye week Friday. We're getting excited for the weekend, but there is no Louisville game to talk about, obviously. Yeah. So uh, let us know what's on your mind at 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. We love our friends over at Thornton's. We love their breakfast food. We love their lunch food. We love their dinner food. We love their gas prices. We love the fact that they make all of that more affordable by offering you the Refreshing Rewards app. Download that bad boy today. It's going to save you money every time you need to fuel up at one of the 76,625 area Thornton's locations. There's that many of them for a reason. They're good at what they do. They know what they're doing. That's why there's so many of them. Uh, love Thornton's. Love the text line. 502-414-1450. We'll be taking texts uh, all afternoon here on the show. we got baseball on the TV. Yankees uh, Guardians going on. 2-2 tie game. Yankees were up early. Guardians have battled back. Uh, our boss, Troy Miles here, Cleveland Fanatic, is all excited about this. Yeah, I walked in the TV in the front lobby that usually shows security cameras as the game on. I don't. I didn't know that TV could show anything but, but the security I, cameras. So I looked at Troy. He, I don't think he, he caught my, my joke. I looked at Troy. I said, security be damned when the Cleveland's in the playoffs, somebody. I had no idea <laughs> that like that TV could actually show programming. Yeah, it's always just had, yeah. It's been there since we started doing the show over a year ago. It's always and had it, the monitors. It's always the had the security cameras yeah. on. I've never seen anything on that TV, and here we are. Yeah, it works. It does. Maybe the TV behind me somehow works. Even, uh, though, it's not, <laughs> even though it's actually not... Pl- I don't see any plugs coming out of it into the wall, but... The one up front, I at least it seemed turned on. I didn't know it could like, carry programming. <laughs> this one behind you has never been... N- never made a flicker. Never never been turned on at all. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it's plugged in. It's, it, it's what it is. Thinking that one over in the in your room, it's using for game now. It's supposed to be your your uh, thing for the callers. Oh yeah, I was going to yeah. yeah, which we. Um, Working phone lines would have started, been a nice start. But Wait. if we had had working phone lines, we could have had the callers up there. That would have been cool. I mean, I had to type it in all the way over there. You would have been. I'm, I'm you didn't working so much. I'm, point, I'm pointing where I had to roll three feet to my right. I kind of wonder if you didn't just sabotage the, the, the phone lines just because you didn't want to do the work. I couldn't figure out how to get them to work, let alone how to figure out how to make them not work. That's fair point. It's like the bring Brom. It's like the bring Brom home guy. The, the accusation that you're that guy. I'm like Trevor is not going to work. He doesn't know how to like create an algorithm that. Responds automatically to every tweet no. from this many accounts. I, and, you couldn't and, do that. And the phone, I would have been just after like two days. I'd been like, hey, you know what? Screwed. I'll just answer it. You would, yeah, you would. Yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> give up. <laughs> uh, we've got things to get to today outside of just uh, you know what are you up to on your bye week, which we will talk about a little bit because no Cardinal football for the last time until we get to the end of the regular season is it leaves a little bit of a void, but certainly a welcome break for I think a lot of people with the U of L football program is they can get healthy and get ready and get raring to go for next week. But like we, this is kind of the last little catch your breath moment. I think probably until whenever the men's and women's basketball seasons come to an end, because we've got nothing really going on this weekend. And, and I say that, you know, obviously you've got huge soccer game tonight, John Michael Hayden and the U of L men's soccer team. They're number 11. They're hosting number five, Syracuse. Bad news for Syracuse. Basically, whoever wins this game is in the driver's seat to win the ACC Atlantic. So the other coaches, props to them, Kenny Payne and the other coaches have been tweeting out all the last couple of days. Like, if you've got nothing going on, make it out to the stadium. Let's make this a great environment. Uh, Volleyball team's in action. But there's no football game. There's nothing going on on the men's, women's, and basketball fronts. This is the last time to really catch our breath because then you look at next weekend, you've got Louisville Live on Friday. Mm -hmm. You've got... Homecoming game against Pitt under the lights Saturday night. You've got red white scrimmage on Sunday, and then after that you've got exhibition games starting in basketball, and then oh, the season's here. Lord. November's here, season's here, 
big-time football games, ranked opponents every week after this pit game in football, and then basketball's here, and then it's you know from that point forward, there's something going on like every damn day. So, so what you're saying, and this this, this is the advice that you're giving, get to, your uh, pumpkin patch trips out of the way yes. this weekend. Get to get go tell give the wife a kiss, give her a romantic night on the town Saturday night. Maybe take the kids out on on, on Sunday. Do some patching because after this weekend. The family is going to put your picture on the side of a milk carton if they still make them because you're MIA to them. Get the Huber strip going. Get the, you know, whatever pumpkin patch you go to. Yes. Make that happen. Take them to go to the, go to the farmer's market. Jack-o'-lantern spectacular. Go, make all that stuff see happen. see a Sandra Bullock movie. I don't know what else you do married people do. You know, make, make the bed, do laundry, mow the lawn. I don't know. Do something. Pretty much it. Right there. <laughs> Eat food, bake for sex. Do whatever you need to do. Because this is the last week, and you'll be doing it with the wife and kids. There's a lot of stuff going on. And, to, and after this, you'll see. I mean, you'll see them on Thanksgiving for a few hours. Also, there are also a lot of women yeah. listening who are in the same boat too. Where they're like, "Oh yeah, well, hold on, like you're not kissing me goodbye. I'm just as invested." We have women text her every day. Like they're listening. They're like, "Whatever, kiss the wife and kids." Like I'm kissing the husband and kids. Yeah, do that too. Uh, yeah, you s- s- send the hubby away. Tell him to, to peace out. Do, do I mean tell him you have a headache? He will run and just do what you want to do, ma'am. This is your world. It's your world. Go Women cards. run this world according to Beyonce. Go Cards. <laughs> we got a couple updates on the Louisville Live front that we'll get and to. If they today. don't want to hang out with after this weekend, call me. I'll hang out. There you go. We, we got a couple <laughs> updates to get to on the Louisville Live front today. Uh, an update on a specific basketball recruit. Uh, also, Armando Baycott in the news. Very well aware of how much Louisville fans hate him and willing to talk about it. What did that liar do this time? We can get to that. We'll also preview the weekend ahead in college football and a little NFL talk for our boy CK, who's very excited about the Eagles. Ooh, I have not looked at your Twitter account. I'm assuming we made the poll this week. No, you didn't. Yeah. I told you you weren't going to. You're not playing a Louisville team. The last week of the regular season, you're host, you're playing somebody locally. That will be, I told you, then it will be in the poll. You're playing like, you're holding like Shelby County or Franklin County or something. Why, it's not why, a Louisville why, versus Louisville game. Why do I bother showing up? It's not, like Trinity's playing I mean, a team I, from I, I mean, St. Louis. Why, They're not in the poll. Well, I don't care because it's Trinity. They get enough love as is. Wagner. Who is Wagner officially playing? It's a county team. Doesn't matter. They're not in the poll. We have Louisville versus Louisville matchup. It's a it's a tight poll right now. Don't talk to me. I'm mad at you. Um, Inter Patrick upset because PRP Manual is not winning. Eastern Ballard, the East End rivalry, currently slightly ahead of both PRP Manual, Fern Creek Mail, and then Sanix Butler. So, <laughs> Manual fans need to galvanize here. You need to get your boys ready, Patrick. Hey, at least you made the poll. Wagner's playing Franklin County. Franklin County. Do you know the support we have of Franklin County and listener base on this show? They love us in Frankfurt. We, 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 is, it, is, that, is that really in Frankfurt? Yeah. Uh, Frank, I thought it was Franklin, not Frankfurt. It is. It's in Frankfurt, though. Then why is it spelled differently? Well, Franklin County is the name of the county. Frankfurt's the name of the city. I mean, I mean if it's Franklin and Frankfurt, how do you know it's not Franklin and Louisville? Because I know where Franklin County is. <laughs> <laughs> We used to play them. We played them in baseball one time. We went to the Arby's afterwards. Well, that's like that's and we won, but they, they they were not very good. We beat them like three to one. And the Arby's like, Did "You guys play Franklin County?" We're like, "Yeah." And she's like, "What's the score?" And I was like, three to one." And she gave us face. She was like, "Gave us a face where it was like, you guys must not be that good." I was like, "Okay, easy on the home team, ma'am." Well, I, mean, I the best part of the story was the Arby's part. We didn't go to Arby's. <laughs> that was everything else I kind of zoomed in and out of. I I do want to say though. I mean, so if it's if it's in Frankfurt, Frankfurt's like that's that's like a hop. Skipping a jump away from Louisville. It's like it's like a suburb of Louisville. It's like 50 minutes away. It's like, well, hey, that's good enough for Central Florida to claim Cape Canaveral. It's good enough for us. They're not Louisville teams. I don't know how many times I have to explain this to you. When the poll includes Louisville versus Louisville games or 
like Oldham County. Yeah, but we don't even get those in there. What do you mean? Wagner's played Louisville teams and you didn't leave us. You've team. been in twice this year and finished last in the poll both times. <laughs> and lost 64-0 last week. And lost 64-0 right. in a game that you wanted to be included. Okay, first of all, the, how the game ended is not a matter of the, of, the, of the point here, okay? Wagner is not. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> it's the game of the week. It's not just the team that I like being in the poll. I'm not asking it to be picked. I'm just saying that you get an option. It has. It's finished last this both is, times. This is, like, this, is, this is my middle school dances all over again. Wagner, by the way, has scored uh, just, just pick up their the last gym. three weeks, 44 nothing, 47-7, 64-0. All because you left them out of the poll. Well, no, one of those games they were in the poll. I, 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 don't, I, I don't believe you. Now they play Franklin County. So Wagner lost to Oldham County 47-7 a couple weeks ago. They're now playing a Franklin County team that just beat North Oldham 38-20. to I don't like their chances. So tonight. what's the line tonight on Wagner? 40. You give me 40? Yeah. 10 bucks? Sure. I'll take 40. Okay. Patrick, you're the witness. 40 bucks on, uh, on Franklin County, who's, by the way, not great. I mean, Ballard beat them 44 to 8. <laughs> They've lost three times this year. Um, they're not a great team, but I still think. I, I like oh, I don't, I, don't have a, I don't have a very good feeling. I'm gonna, I have a feeling I'm going to be knowing you money on uh, Saturday morning. It is here. senior night for Wagner. This is their last home game based on their schedule here. We have so seniors? I'm assuming so. I didn't know they hung around that long. <laughs> when I walked past the stadium last week before the game against Central, they did have posters in the stands, so I'm assuming that those were for the seniors. Is it pluralized or just say senior? There were like four. Okay. <laughs> there were multiple, multiple pictures. I don't know if that was for soccer or just leftover, but there were multiple pictures up there. But yeah, I may have to walk by the stadium again tonight and see what the uh, I, the lady who does the PA there has the funniest voice I've ever heard in my you life. You do love I, her. I love. It's incredible. She's like, she's like, I guess they were getting ready to start the game last week, and she's like, all right. Everybody's got to be patient. Okay, how far can you hear her, too, from that? Very far. I was going to say. I can hear from my house. Okay, I was just She's curious. like, we are waiting for the chain gang. I was like, okay. So while you're waiting, get some Pepsi, some Skittles, and a hot dog from the concession stand. Hey, I spent many nights working in that concession stand. She's killing it. She's I used to work. I, there was something I hated when I working on the grill. She was like, she was killing time, too. She was like. Can we all agree it's a great night for football? <laughs> I love the commentary. Uh, I was like, this is incredible. She's giving like the DVD commentary on there with she it. She almost, I, I had, if I hadn't had the dog, I would have just walked in. I would have gone watch the game. I would have at least watch the start. Seen Cortez Tone run for one of his 15 <laughs> touchdowns in the first half. Five. Was it only five? He only scored five. Only three, on 10 carries. 340 yards on 10 carries. <laughs> I said 250. I was shortchanging him by nearly 100 yards. He was, at, he was 35 yards a carry. It's good. Did it do that math right? Uh, four, but yeah, yeah, okay. right there. At least at three fifty. Sorry, right there. Um, wonder if we had any like actual short yard. Was it just a bunch of like literally thirty I yards? I wonder if he time. like got tackled on his ten carry, or if he just that's, tripped. That's the better question. That's a trip. Did he just run out of bounds? Was he actually ever tackled? He just slid at one point, like going into second base. Just, just that fun. Just ran out of bounds. <laughs> I saw him on Twitter. He was giving a lot of credit to his O line. I'm like, I think he should be giving more credit to Wagner, not being very good. <laughs> Why, why didn't ask for any of the shots that get taken? Well, the show? I, I Trevor, think, Trevor puts them in this position every week. Every I, Friday, you put them in this position. What by by being like supportive and trying to say, no by making me have to justify excluding <laughs> them in this poll because they're getting beat sixty four to nothing every week. I swear. It's it's I, for thirty years I've dealt with this Trini elitist. Trini got beat last night. I saw him in the seventh region soccer final. Senex took him out uh, two to one and with like uh, yeah. nineteen seconds left. They mean, you just they can't beat Senex in anything, can you? Be not that apparently not anymore. Out. Yeah, because Man, Manuel won last year. They, they beat X. Trini every year, like at least when I was going to school there, they had like 
They're always the number one team in the state. They always beat San Diego in the regular season, and then they always lost to them in the, the playoffs. I think you told me Wagner's soccer team is actually good this year, right? They were okay. I mean, I walked by a couple times when they were winning. <laughs> it could have been a scrimmage. I don't know. I think they were scoring more than the football team. It might have been a practice. <laughs> I saw them. The last time I walked by, they were beating Iroquois 4 nothing. So that's yes, all I know. Like better, than, better than Iroquois at soccer. We can say that definitively, yeah. at least on the boys' side. They're the Jim Helper of soccer. The what? Jim Helper. Remember when you tried to play soccer? Jim Helper? Yeah, in the office. Halpert. Hel- Oh, is that what his name is? Yeah. That explains a lot. <laughs> You're always close. <laughs> it's never just like a, a total miss. It's always like... Is he it, sure that what his name was? It's always a foul tip. It's always like, ooh, you just fouled it right back. Just just got under it. Dad's always used to love saying that. Like, you're right there. Like, when you fouled one straight back. Just like, wouldn't that be closer outside. if I popped it up? Like, that's, I don't know how the physics work there. It seems wrong. You can give me the Bob Euchre every time. Like, if we could play sound bites here every time I do something like that, you just, just a bit outside. Just a bit outside. How was your, uh, how was your Thursday night, my friend? That was good. Uh, it was kind of an up and down. I watched the uh, watched the Bears game. That was a down. Bears watched the game, which was a down. Good lord! Uh, and then for some reason, and then I when that game ended, and I went online, I found that the Clerks Three had just been released. Okay, you know me being a big Kevin Smith geek. Because you correct me if I'm wrong. You actually you kind of defended the second one. You didn't hate it, right? Yeah, I actually liked the second yeah. one. Yeah. So uh, the third one just came out. It wasn't for rent; it was only for purchase. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna buy it. It's Fifteen bucks. So if you ever want to come over and watch it, you're more welcome to. Okay. Uh, unless you're, it was, it was literally though a, basically a Kevin Smith love letter to his, his diehard fans like myself. Just a lot of inside jokes. All the, the entire movie is pretty much kind of like a, the main character has a heart attack and decides to make a movie and the movie he decides to make is literally like a, a version of watching Kevin Smith make clerks in the nineties. Like it's just they're going over clips of clerks and. Plus, it's kind of depressing, actually. It's a very sad movie. Well, I'm the, it's both sad and you're, funny. You're not selling me on it. Uh, I mean, I'll just uh, I'll give you one spoiler if you've seen the second one. Uh, Rosario Dawson's character apparently, uh, before the third one happens, dies. Oh, I've not seen the second one, but still yeah. makes me sad. She marries the uh, Dante Hicks main character from the first one and into the second one. Now, revisiting something from yesterday's show. Then I watched the Duke Lacrosse Thirty for Thirty again for some reason. It's good. It is good though. So I had I had this whole thing when we got when we got sued at the radio station before like when we were on ninety three nine, I wanted. I mean, not sued here yet. Well, yeah. Let me phrase that: your show hasn't been sued because of me. Yeah, it's <laughs> hey, as long as I'm not included this time. When um when when that happened, it was like all over like the local news. I tried to sell like I was like telling like Swinney and Dean I was like I want to do like a press conference outside where I just do the fantastic lies thing where I'm like you've all been told. Some fantastic lies. Just, like, the, 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 just the straight face. Straight face. Yeah. Very serious. Like. Oh, yeah. What was said. Doesn't was blink. Not, was not, did not come to fruition. It was not. You've all been. And just like, just play it. And everyone's like, what are you even talking about? Nobody cares about this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that. But that, I just remember the, it, like watching that gave me so much nostalgia. It was my senior year of college. Yeah, I was going to say, that and was yeah, right in your wheelhouse. They'd played just a few, they played Bellarmine. Like Duke was had only played like four or five games before this happened and derailed their season, and they'd played Bellarmine in like their second game of the year and beaten them like sixteen to one or whatever. Because uh, I, I remember teams. the Bellarmine lacrosse players that I was friends with in college, they just kept being like they wanted to make shirts about like you know something that that I can't say on the air, but like you know we were mistreated by Duke as well. Uh, uh, yeah, like, uh, like trying to make that joke. I think I get the joke. Yeah, and then like I just remember like how vivid it was. Like this was like a huge thing. They're like, we just played these guys like two weeks ago. They're really good. They're probably the best team in the country. And now they're all over national news. It was a wild story. The, that, that was bad timing for the Duke kids in 06 as your internet's really blowing up with yeah. social medias. And 
I think internet news was just, that was the, and they talk about in that document and that 30 for 30, I know this is nothing new, but they talk about like, you know, the Newsweek guys are, and then New York Times guys are like, this is what, we're getting all this on the internet before we can blink. Yeah. And of course, that's what led to, you know, the Duke kids probably making millions of dollars. Shoddy now. reporting. Yeah. Now, I, I want to revisit something that we talked about yesterday because. Well, only the Duke guys stayed more than one semester in law school yeah. here. <laughs> so Central Florida last night, they played the Space U game. Yeah, no. they, they, by the way, scored like 70 points last night. Did they? I forgot to watch it, so I didn't even see the score of the game. Somebody asked the question, and this is not what I wanted to talk about, but somebody asked the question, we did a podcast today, who has the better win this year, Louisville or Kentucky? And I was like talking about it. At first, I was like, oh, of course it's Kentucky. And I was like thinking about it, I'm like, UCF might be better than anybody that UK has actually beaten. They haven't <laughs> lost anybody. They're averaging like 47 points per game since we held them to 14. They, they, they absolutely looked... I mean, Temple's not good. Don't Temple's get me wrong. bad. Yeah, they weren't. They wasn't Temple like a twenty-four point underdog? Twenty-three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Because I said I thought Temple would cover. I took Temple just to be funny, and clearly, I'm glad I didn't. This doesn't go against my record. But UCF last night. I mean, they did whatever they wanted to. They won seventy to thirteen. Oh, good lord. They're five and one. They're two and zero. Oh. They beat a Georgia Tech team that's now two and one in the ACC. They beat them by seventeen. Yeah, but they beat a Jeff Collins Georgia Tech team today. True. That should True. be taken into consideration. In fact, wasn't that the game he got fired after? Afterwards, he got fired from that. Yeah. Game. They beat SMU, who was previously pretty good, forty-one to nineteen. Yeah. Is UCF better than any team that UK has beaten so far? Well, are they better in Florida? Is what you're asking? Pretty much. I mean, that's just the the, the nuts. Or and Northern bolts, Illinois. Though. Well, yeah, because Northern Illinois is good as Florida. Maybe Utah State. <laughs> I mean, Central Florida has beaten Florida before in the past, have they not? They beat in their bowl game last year. Was that last year? Yeah. Okay. Uh, just ten months ago. Oh God! This is just last year all all over again. Us talking about the schedule and ours is tougher, and we've done this, and they haven't done that against this, and this is why we're you take your wins where you can get them, and this is why we're going to come back and we're going to win this year. That was your argument. You know, no, you helped put fuel in the fire. No, I was trying. My whole thing. You dropped gasoline on that fire. My my argument was like, sell me on why we're going to win this game, and then nobody did, and I picked UK to win. Well, well, you were giving, but you gave all those reasons of why people were. You you may not have fallen for, but you got me caught up in the Kool Aid. Well, I gave stats. Yeah. You, you guaranteed a victory over UK and there, before the season and started. And that example right there is why I don't believe in stats. <laughs> you also picked UK. You guaranteed a win over UK before the season started. I don't remember that. It happened. <laughs> you proved but it. UCF, last, we were talking about like why they're doing the whole Space U thing. And Patrick did some research, which he was kind enough to text us at like 1230 in the morning. Yeah. Well, it was, was cool. What are you doing? What are you doing texting us at 1230? Yeah, I was watching Clerks 3, by the way, when you did that. It was like 1150. Oh, look at him trying to, no, I, you, you'd realize, I don't know if you're aware of this, there's timestamps on text. I got enough. <laughs> like, I, I have study hall first block today. I, you're fine. It's fine. senior year. Nobody, nobody cares. Were you awake, by the way, when he sent those? I was. I was, I, get, I was getting ready for bed. I was. I, well, I, just, I didn't see them until later on because when I'm, I was watching the movie on my phone and it, that, I didn't see the text come across. And I, I was prepared I was. to wake up like an hour later. My son, he just... <laughs> John was the best sleeper for a long time, and now he's just all this. He's week, going through that Virginia phase yeah. where he's not going to spend an hour. It's terrible. So a texture said, I don't know, let Patrick give his research in a second. Yeah. A texture says today, FYI, per the UCF space station combo, you can see the space shuttle take off right at the 50-yard line of the football field, which is what makes it a cool connection. Maybe still a stretch, but neat, which is neat. But hmm. apparently there's more of a connection. Patrick, they should, they Patrick looked a, into it. Did you a space rocket off at 50-yard line? No, you can see it from the 50-yard line. When it— when UCF was first started in the 1960s, it was originally called Florida Tech, Florida Technological University, and its like main purpose was to be uh, provide engineers, educate engineers for the upcoming United States space program. Even their first 
unofficial mascot being a citronaut, which was like an orange and an astronaut. It's a lot. It was basically designed to be a space engineering school. Okay, but, but okay, so that they were built in like the nineteen sixties. Yes. Okay. Well, when did Disney World come around? Uh, Disney World opened in seventy one. Disneyland opened in the fifties. But the one in that? Orlando opened in seventy one. How the hell do you know that? That's a very <laughs> impressive. I was like, we're gonna look that up. I want to double double check that because that's right too. I mean, good lord, that's that's impressively weird. But, um, well, I mean, Orlando Disney World opened October first, nineteen seventy one. Well, he didn't give us October first, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how much I counted. I still, I'm still, on, I'm still Team Disney. Listen, <laughs> they can't even get their own name in their university, right? They're Florida. They don't know their Florida Tech or Unit or whatever. Disneyland opened in 1955. That's kind of. I, I, I always thought Orlando was before California. I would have assumed Disney World was the OG, but apparently not. I guess yeah, and so far ahead of it too. Uh, Disneyland was like the. It was like all connected. It's like Walt's brainchild. Plus, then, I always get the two mixed up, anyway. So, like not the same. So it's just like Nazi stuff hidden in the, you know. When did you secret tunnels. Which one is which one's he buried under? I, I, actually, I think that Dr. I think Land. all the Nazi stuff's at Euro Disney still. Still, <laughs> it's got plenty of storage space there now. <laughs> so I like, yeah, guess put it all there. So UCF apparently. So UCF can they not even keep their own name and mascots right? Also, apparently when they were first, well, they're Golden Knights. Yeah, but then but first they were the orange astronauts, which is was that like Trump in space? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> also, uh, thank you. When they were first renamed the Knights, they were re- they were called they were the Knights of Pegasus. Is what they was their mascot. Oh, they, I wish I'd known that last year. I'm glad we beat these guys every year. I know these guys are annoying. And they apparently, are. They're and a bunch apparently, of geeks. Whenever they whenever they first renamed it to Central Florida, there was a push for it to be renamed the University of Florida at Orlando because then the abbreviation would be UFO. Oh, I kind of like that. Though. That one I would have gone with. Actually, I'm mad. See, now this is why they're big geeks anyway, because they didn't do that. Their one good idea is the only one they didn't pursue. Yeah. And the next would have been being, you know, Disney and based. <laughs> like the Central Florida the Central Florida Goofies. What a weird-ass school. It's, it's, it's kind of fitting. It's on brand that they have a fake national title at this point after hearing all this stuff. Did you see the 2019 yeah. uniforms that I sent? They you were, did. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like, saw it. Because they've been doing this now, Patrick enlightened us. They do a space game, a mission game, every single year. They've had different space uniforms Clearly the last no six one's years. Cared until it well, these were the most jarring to me. The ni- 2019 ones were less in your face, but s- certainly weird. Yeah, like the helmet's like the moon. The helmet was the moon. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, they, they, they weren't doing. Was like, it made of cheese? Back in 2019, <laughs> they weren't doing all these like little, like just very finite little hints, like Easter eggs inside the uniforms. They were just like, no, it's the moon on the helmet. That, that's the idea. That's all we're giving you. Helmet Moon. Boom. <laughs> I like Helmet Moon, kind of. <laughs> Florida Tech Golden Knights of Pegasus, Texture says. I mean, what? It just Golden Pegasus. Why are you this trying to brings off the, the tongue. These guys, if there's going to be an official university of the Space Force, this needs to be their feeder program. UCF needs to be the Space Force school. We've, we've already got Air Force. We've got Navy. I mean, we just changed Army. the name, yeah. UCF just becomes Space Force. Space Force Academy. U. SFA. Well, that's already Stephen F. Austin. Yes, it'd be Space Force U then, right? SFU. Oh, that would be yeah. It's Shut the F up. Yeah, yeah. No, University of Space Force. Aren't the other ones? Just US, US, there's well, too many USFs. Oh, good. The rivalry with South Florida just just gotten put up a notch. And San Francisco. Oh yeah. Did you see on a Texas A and M board? By the way, one of my favorite message board posts. There's that message board geniuses account on Twitter. There they challenged us. To they be hold on. They they message board geniuses had a fantastic. They're a great follow. Like they go to message boards. They find the most ridiculous stuff and they put it out there. All these AM fans were like, so when Texas comes, 
uh, like w- the SEC should make a rule that like they don't get to be called UT because we already have a UT in the conference. So we can't we gotta call them something other than UT. I'm like, no, that <laughs> that's their name. <laughs> I mean, A and M fans. Is UK versus KU all over again? Kind of. A and M fans are on tilt. Like they they just they want Texas out of that league so desperately. I mean, they hated Texas happening. to be poor. This whole thing. Yeah, happening. but now they're like they're, they're. It's not even like hate. It's like they they fear Texas being in the same conference so much. Like they're reverting to their old little brother status. They hate it so much, even though they never really weren't little. Well, brothers. they was kind of like you know as we like to you know make relationship comparisons. A and M was like this. You know, in the relationship with Texas, but Texas was always, you know, mean to them and didn't give them what they wanted and was, and, you know, pushed them around. And it was like, you know what? Fine. I'm done. I'm out of this relationship. I'm leaving. I'm going over here to this job. And they come in one Monday morning and there's Texas sitting at the secretary's yeah. desk being like, guess who works with you now? It's like you were dating someone from your big friend group. You broke up. She went and dated somebody else. And you're like, okay, at least I got my friends back. I can hang out. That relationship fell apart for her. Now and she's, I, back. she's like back in the friend yeah. group. And you're like, well, we don't want her back, right, guys? Just, and everybody's just, like, no, she's pretty cool. She's pretty fun. Yeah, she's Sorry. got she's got a cabin in the woods we can go hang out at. This is weird for you, but she's got a pool. What do you want us to do? Watching 70s show up like Texas is Jackie Burger. <laughs> kind of. She brings a lot to the table. You're going to have to deal with it. Because A&M is goofy and, and corny like, like Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Texas, this is random, but the Oregon Ducks use uh, – don't, don't the Oregon Ducks use Donald Duck as a mascot? Why not UCF? Well, they it's technically Puddles. Is that the name of the duck? Yes. He bears in... Well, it's a duck. You can't help but look like Donald, right? There's only so many ways you can make a, a cartoon duck. I know. He does certainly bear a resemblance and I like to Donald Duck. I like to point out that you saying all this, and they have no problem recruiting and being successful. So, you know what? You, you peeing all over my Disney idea. Well, it's not Disney. It's Puddles. Well... <laughs> Yeah, that's a peeing all over. Uh, <laughs> the, the, you know, but he's a duck that looks like like Daffy or uh, Donald. They could use again. Central Florida could. I'm just trying to help this university. I don't know why they just ignore me. They have not worn Donald uniforms though, which was your <laughs> your, your pitch. <laughs> well, I didn't say to wear a, a jersey with no pants. <laughs> now that would be an idea. <laughs> Donald ducking it. Texas, imagine going from university for space travel to degree farm <laughs> to degree farm for Hilton night managers. This is Central Florida. Pretty much. Hotel big management. in hotel management. Yeah. yeah. They're big there. That was a big thing at Wagner, too. It's an odd change of pace, for sure. It was a big thing at Wagner. Hotel management's a big thing at high school? When I was at Wagner, when when when, when I went to high school, like they, it was <laughs> the beginning on. of the magnet programs. Do they still do magnet programs? Yeah. Uh, well, Manual's the magnet school. Right. Okay. Only have You're talking to the master over here. Yeah, <laughs> the magnet master over here. The, that, the magnet program was basically just a way to go out of your district to a school and just claim that I'm going there for that pro- magnet program. Right. And so you could get... It's like grad transfers. I, yes. I'm only going to the school because they offer a grad transfer program it was, that I don't have in my current It school. was just a loophole to get out of the district thing. And so I guess everyone had to have a magnet program. And I don't know, but Wagner's was, was child and development. Which is basically saying our kids are getting knocked up on a regular basis. I was gonna say. So here you go, teach them how to change a diaper, and like the other version, that the closest thing to that was hotel management, which I never took the class, but I was always curious. Like, what do you got to take a reservation? I mean, how do you how do you teach hotel management? I would have liked make, to take it. Make sure there's plenty of pancakes in the continental breakfast. I mean, there's good money in hotel management. <laughs> is there? Yeah, I can take your word for it. Texture says I got a buddy that works hotels. Texture says UCF sucks. Satterfield sucks. Thank you. Okay. Solid addition. <clears throat> Texture says uh, Mark Stoops' overall <laughs> record sixty three and fifty five at UK. 
Against FCS and Group of Five teams, he is twenty-five and two. Against Power Five opponents, he's thirty-eight and fifty-three. That's that's insane. Still good for UK. I mean, all things considered. I mean, I guess. God, take us out of that equation. Although he's like, I think he's only five hundred against us, right? Yeah, he's he's just no, he's one game. He's now one game. He's either at five hundred or one game up. I I know that's right. Because that was the big joke going into last year. I think was I think still five hundred or one below. I forget. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Texas says Daniel Tosh is an alumni of UCF, and that could not be more fitting. Yeah, he's is yeah, he really? Yeah, he's weird. I, I feel like I knew that now. I, I enjoyed Tosh when he was in his prime, the Tosh 2.0 stuff. Sorry. It was hilarious. Even if some of the stand-up is funny, but I mean, does he even still do that show? Yeah, I think so. Wow. It's been going on for a long time. I haven't watched it. It's like it's like Family Guy and Simpsons. Like it's, you forget they're still It's on. something you yeah. watched like 20 years ago, and you're like, wow, they still make that. When he would go on his Nick Saban rants, was always worth the watch, though. Well, he, he looks so much like Lane Kiffin. And he oh, the Lane Kiffin ones. We did Kiffin's Corner. Did you ever see those? Yeah, those are great. But yeah, the hatred he had, he's a Dolphins fan for Saban, was always my favorite. Texas, says, I'm assuming this is during the Wagner conversation. Is this last Friday show? <laughs> <laughs> you think? You still have time to vote in the high school game of the week. The polls up on my Twitter account at Card. Don't vote, people. We will pick Boy the winner. It. We'll pick the winner of that during the annual picks. No se- I say annual weekly pick segment <laughs> at 5:30 where we'll pick the high school game of the week, we'll pick the local games of note, and then the best college games of the weekend. Trevor, two-game lead, once again, going into this weekend. We'll, right. uh, we'll, we'll review last week's stats as well. I still have no pool in this thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what if I, I, I rallied everyone not to vote for one, make, place one vote on your poll for high school unless you put Wagner in it? I mean, you've tried. You do this every week, and Wagner <laughs> still comes in last whenever they're in the poll. No, I don't. I'm not, but you're not. And like, no one votes this week at all. Like, no one gets a vote. Well, you tried to get Wagner to, to win, and it came came in last. My point is, like, you've got no sway in this. You can try. It's not going to work. There goes my influencer dollars. <laughs> Mike's Twitter following is a little bit bigger than your listener base, Trevor. Oh, it's like just, I mean, edged by a nose. We'll take a break. We'll come back. <laughs> He's central. I'm Wagner. I get it. Let's talk about uh, we'll talk about Armando Baycott. Talking about Louisville fans. Talking about the Louisville program. Talking about the KFC Yum Center. We'll talk about what he said coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Friday here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Welcome back in Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. Feels like it's been a long week. I don't know if it's the bye week or the whatever. It just feels like it's been, this week has just drug. No, not as much. I mean, not for you? No, I mean, you can see maybe feeling like a Thursday, you, you know, you were out one day. Yeah, it was, and that feels like it was so long ago. I was just like totally incapacitated. I, mean, I kind of felt like the weekend I went by fast a little bit because I didn't really. I mean, just last night when I was sitting there thinking about it, I was like, oh, what's tomorrow? I was like, Tomorrow's Friday. I mean, the weekend's here already. It is. I mean, then it'll be over. Weekend, of course, goes by with snap of fingers. How are you going to spend your Saturday with no level football? It's a 
sleep. Watching sleep and other football. Yeah, I mean, there you <laughs> I go. Just watch other football. Uh, Kentucky's a noon game, right? I think they're late. I think it's seven thirty. Are they night game? Yeah. Um. Yeah, probably just uh, just watch, get up, and watch whatever football's on. To be honest, no real plans. Do some DoorDash probably because I'm not dad. I'll leave the house. Uh, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Leaning towards won't. <laughs> and then <laughs> we know the answer there. I, I've had also. I, I know you. This you're the wrong person to ask this. Maybe Patrick can help because it is a movie that's modern and you know I've on a review on something. I'd, I'd give you a week to watch it. Yeah, more than a week. Yeah, sometimes more than like, this time next year. I will let you know what I think. We did finish Hocus Pocus too. <laughs> well, that's it took not, us three nights. Not a good thing. <laughs> it, was, it was fine. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah. And then tomorrow you watch something Sandlot three. I'm not watching Sandlot. Well, I'm not watching Hocus Pocus 2. Well, you hate all <laughs> sequels. They're, but it's the same Besides thing. Besides Clerks 2, apparently. No, well, I'm a, I told you I'm a fanboy. Can't help it. Um, So I had some people last night, though, before I watched Clerks 3, I had a couple people, well, recently I've had some people do it, and lastly, Duke, this man's father over here texted me, and I recommended the movie Elvis, the biopic. Have you heard anything about this? I've heard very differing reviews. Some see, people really liked it. Some people turned it off midway through. See, I've had most of the people that I guess have seen it have given it semi positive for me, but it baffles me because the trailer absolutely did nothing for me. I'd say when I the, saw it, I'm like, this the, is not going to be good. It looked horrible by the trailers. Now, I have been, has there ever been a movie like you saw the trailer and thought, I will never watch this, and then watched it and thought it was funny or good? The, the the first thing that comes to my mind is not a movie, but Ted Lasso. When that trailer came out, I was okay. like, I'm like, they're really making a whole series out of this, like, one like mini like five minute TV vignette that they did like three years ago. This seems like the dumbest thing of all time. There's no way this can work. Brockmire version kind of. <laughs> and honestly, I never would have watched it if I hadn't started seeing people who like whose opinion I trust being like, "This show's great. Give it a shot." And I was like, "Okay." I'm surprised you remembered even the vignette thing. I hadn't even remembered that. And they played it right before like Sunday like Sunday Night Football one time. I think it was what it was. I, yeah, I've seen it since since I watched the show. Me would be there's two automatically in my mind. Grandma's Boy is one. Grandma's Boy is great because I thought I saw the pre-show that and I'm like, this looks just. Dumb. I'd probably uh, say the same thing. And the other actually was Ace Ventura when I was a kid. Like I remember seeing the previews for that. As, even as even as a young, you know, wet behind the ears, definitely laughing at poo poo jokes more than I even do now, which is saying a lot. You know, I was like, this looks dumb. I was like, what is he grabbing pets? He's playing football. What? And I mean, never have I been more wrong with both those movies because they are both freaking hilarious. So I mean, maybe I should give Elvis a shot. Your Why thought? Not? What else are you doing? Yeah. Go for it. Dugan's now denying his recommendation. Now I'm even more now, a swift denial. I mean, I can go back to the 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 the, 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 the scripture to Dugan and read what you wrote me. You were like, you you didn't recommend it per se, but you 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 acted as if I should watch it. We have controversy within the big X ranks. <laughs> I'm just curious on some of the viewers, like you know, the textures if they let them know. Yeah. Let, them, let them know whether or not you should watch Elvis. Uh, let's talk about Armando Baycott. Most hated man in Louisville. He's oh, out yeah. there. He was a, a finalist in the Card Chronicle Least Cool Person uh, of the Year tournament. He did not win. Took the the NCA being took the NCA being the NCA for Armando Baycott not to be crowned a champion here. But if you don't remember, he lit us up a couple of times and in the process, you know, tripped Jared West, threw a couple punches at Sidney Curry, got called for nothing, fouled out thirty five times, walked forty four times, got called for none of them, uh, and then proceeded to help Carolina steal a victory away from us on our home floor. He got asked during media day by, I guess, I assume that this was a line of questioning that was brought by a Louisville reporter. I know Brett Dawson wrote the story, but a couple of other people have written stories with the same comments. He got asked about, hey, are you aware that Louisville fans kind of hate you? And he's very aware. 
He says, you know, he act. He was asked about the the ire of the Louisville fans after that game at the KFC Yum Center. He said, I thought it was great. Honestly, I loved it. I think it's funny. He's not mad. He just thinks it's funny. It's not, I'm not mad. It's just it's funny. I think it's funny. Situations like that where I'm making people mad and stuff like that. He then went on to say, I was a, Louisville's a great city. I visited for the Kentucky Derby, and I actually attended a Jack Harlow album release party where Drake was one of the guests. I was there with some of the players on the Louisville team. I mean, yeah, we get on the court. We hate each other. I'm pretty sure Louisville fans hate me, and I'm fine with that. He then said, I think that's something that I really want to hone in on this year, just not being so much of a nice guy. I kind of want to be nasty. I want people to not like me too. Mission accomplished here, buddy. Yeah, just be yourself then, buddy. He then said, was asked about coming back here. North Carolina does have a scheduled game at the KFC Home Center. Louisville will host the Tar Heels on January 14th. And he said, I'm excited to go back there and play. I love their stadium. It's humongous, and it's like one of the nicest stadiums. Not a stadium, Armando. It's, it's an arena. Yeah. Words matter. Flopping. Get it right. Straight. You're flopping SOP. <laughs> Flip-flop to the right answer there, huh? Does his self-awareness do anything for you? Do you see Armando Baycott in a different light now that he knows what's going on here and seems to be leaning into it? No, because I don't think he actually understands how much we just don't like to do. I don't think he does either. And also, like, it's not... I think he thinks it's like a friend, like, hee-hee, you have goofy hair type, like, hatred. No, it's like, we don't want you to even come here, hatred. These these aren't like... You're almost the most... The only person hated more than you in the entire fan base, apparently, is the NCAA. That's saying a lot, buddy. And, like, his transgressions in that Louisville game, it wasn't, like, Bill Lambeer, bad boy, in your face, just shoving dudes. He's, like, tripping guys behind referees' backs. He's he's putting his arm across Sidney Curry's face to get a rebound. He's flopping everywhere. And then he's even he's in, admitting that he flopped he's after the game. On, yeah, he's caught on camera just admitting that he's, I, I can't believe the rest fell for that. He, it's, like, this is Grayson Allen bad boy stuff. This is not, like, tough guy bad boy stuff. This is your a pansy and you're being annoying, but you're also really good, which drives us crazy. Like, that's the whole, that's the Armando Baycott experience. <laughs> not exactly the same as the Michael Vick experience ride that I once saw in a commercial. Form. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> but, like, if he were doing all this stuff, it'd be uncool, but he drives it home by, you know, getting, like, 35 points and 24 rebounds or whatever his stat line was against us. Like, he's very, very good, but he also does all that little extracurricular BS that just is, is unnecessary and annoying. Yeah. And also help. Like basically led to them cheating to get a victory. They they did. We got screwed. The ACC screwed us. Oh, the North Carolina cheats. What a shock! The ACC cheats for North Carolina. Yeah. What a shock! Did you know North Carolina has the most players of the week in football this year in conference? Aren't they like two and six or something? They've had nine conference players of the week. We've had none. Zero. We're the only team in the I, conference that has I, had nine. I, I, if you tell me, love of God, one of them is on defense, I'm gonna just get mad. Who, Carolina? Yeah. I mean, probably they've had nine. How can they have a player of the week? They don't they give up like fifty-two points a game. I'm sure Luke May has been at like three different times. They gave up forty-four <laughs> points in the fourth quarter. His name to is Drake May. Drake you don't May. think Luke May was the conference player? He, of the they made a give. Luke it May to was him. probably yeah. They gave him like the honorary conference player of the week award because they, he played he did a dog. The ACC, which I'm it, fine with. I love Luke May. You don't get me wrong. You know what ACC just sucks up to look kind of yeah. They do like dirty politicians, like dead people who voted. They're just giving it to ex-players just to see if anyone notices if they did it. Like Luke May just got two-time defensive pl- defensive player of the week in North Carolina. Look, these are stolen elections. <laughs> stolen, <laughs> rigged. <laughs> we just stormed the NC- the ACC headquarters, which is moving to Charlotte. Shocking oh, cool. news they announced earlier this month. Whoa, wow! Remember, remember when they said they're like, "We're going to move. We're taking all." And like when I, when I talked about it on the radio show, I'm like, "Why are they even doing this? We all know it's just going to be Charlotte. Of course, it's going to be Charlotte." And it wound up being Charlotte. 
How is there is I find it hardly impossible to have one defensive player make player of the week in anything. They have to be last in the league in, in defense and when points given up. And that's saying a lot because we're in the same league they are. I couldn't tell you. But we've had no no players of the week. Which is not necessarily offensive. We've had one good conference game. I could see we could have some maybe in the South Florida. Well, yeah, because even the South Florida game would count, doesn't it? Or that to be a yeah, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be a, yeah. a league versus league game. Like Malik could have been quarterback of the week. That's what I was thinking, yeah. I mean, I mean, Drake may be in. Like, he he looks to be leading the conference in almost mostly every. His stats are great. Yeah, so that I get. But again, I mean, that's. I mean, they're they're 108 in defense. <laughs> they're getting up 32 points a game. What are we? I mean, that's... they are bottom of the league in defense. Oh Good. yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. way. They I mean, yeah, yeah, we're, we're we... better. And they might be the best team in the coastal. We are technically in defense. We're 45th in the national. Climbing the damn charge. Brian Brown getting it done. <laughs> Doing up, that work. Giving up 22 points a game. 79 in total offense. This is, of course, going by your favorites, the reference page. <sighs> what if, because we threw out the hypothetical, I think we can all agree the, the most objectively hilarious hypothetical in the season is still Satterfield gets fired at some point, which in and of itself is not funny. But if he gets fired, Brian Brown gets it's elevated, and Brian Brown just kills it as oh, a head yeah. coach. Like, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah. The only way that that could possibly happen, because I think most people assume if Satterfield gets fired, Brown's going with him. Obviously. What if we lost a pit bad, but it's like 3 nothing next week? <laughs> Satterfield gets fired, but Brown, you can't fire him after he held pit to three points. And he's, his defense is like top 25 after that. Brown gets elevated, wins out, five wins, Five top 25 teams. He gets the head coaching job. Like two shutouts. You get kicked off the show because Brown control, <laughs> controls the whole city. You're out of here. You never work in media again. I'm a media? This becomes <laughs> – I'm using air quotes. Okay, good. This <laughs> becomes like the Brian Brown control. He, he becomes everything that Kentucky fans wanted Tom Jurich to <laughs> Yeah, make. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Brian Brown propaganda. The Brown Hour with Mike Rutherford. Sounds, it could happen. Sounds like, it's like me at the Taco Bell. <laughs> well done. Thank you. It could happen. Yeah, that was funny, Twitter. <laughs> it was good. It was good. It could happen. Uh, but somebody asked earlier today, is there any... I get kicked out of town. I'm not even allowed to be in the Let me ask you this, because I got asked this question, and I, I didn't have a good answer for it, but I... Is there any chance that Satterfield keeps his job at this point, but Brown gets fired? Because I, I yeah I think I think what would have to happen because it seems like it seems like they're going down together or they're staying together at this point. I mean that and that's something I dreaded early you know earlier in the year I talked about him just kind of delaying the I'm going to get to fire my coordinators to keep my job move which mm-hmm. he should have done last year but didn't and say and I I already maybe saved it for this year. Um, for that to happen, I could see maybe Louisville losing out to Kentucky and. Clemson and shootouts to where they lose like 40, 38s. Like, and it's clear the defense is, we're seeing the Virginia game like kind of repeat itself. And, but and does Satterfield keep his job at that point? Because we're still losing games. They well, the, 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 the thing is, in, in that debate, in that argument, well, you know, while he's, you know, on, back on his knees begging for his job again, he's telling them that, listen, hey, we scored 38, 40, whatever points. Our offense is doing it. Unfortunately, my defensive coordinator couldn't get it done, which is why we lost. I mean, it does, do you still have a thing? Do you still have an okay to keep Satterfield because he's the offensive guy? If we're losing games in like the Wake Forest style, or you know, we're we're losing, you know, fifty-five to fifty-two. 
Yeah, it would take I, I, it would take something that extreme. I think at this point for for I, I agree but. for Brown to get fired and Satterfield to keep his job. I think it's it, it's possible. I'll say it's not. I say it's highly unlikely. I think it's I think it's either Satterfield stays and Brown stays with him, or they're both gone. They say, I think they're both gone anyway. I do too. If you're asking me to predict, I think that neither one. I, I don't think they. I mean, I think it's a house cleaning thing at the end of the day. But I hope I'm wrong. I'd love for them to do enough in the second half of the season for that not to be the case. But if you're asking me, because another question was, do you update your answer? Is Scott Satterfield the head coach of the University of Louisville a year from now? And my answer is still no. I, I don't think that he's – I think we're still where we were a week ago. We just are prolonging it with a win over Virginia. I would say it's – I mean, it's a, it's possible. Oh, it's, of course it's possible. I mean, it's possible. I think it's way more possible than it is that Brian Brown is the defensive coordinator this time next year. But – I, I I think it is you know less than fifty percent. I do too. I don't know where I'd put it. How below fifty? But I would put it below fifty percent. I put it solidly below fifty percent. But that's not like inside information. That's just no. That's just an opinion. Me reading the tea leaves. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll take I don't a break. Like tea. We have a. I don't either. Uh, we'll, we'll have uh, <laughs> hour number two on the way next. A couple of things that I want to get to. Recruiting note on basketball. Follow up from yesterday uh, on our basketball recruiting talk as well. A little bit of Louisville live updates. The secrecy continues but it's not so secret. Um, we'll get to all that good stuff. Before we do, though, reminding you about our guys over at AirServe. If you have heating or air conditioning problems, there's only one place to go in the city. It's airserve.com slash Louisville, or you can call them directly at 502-264-9662. And when you call them, you know someone's going to be there to answer your phone call because they have technicians available for you 24-7. If you have a heating or air conditioning problem at 3 a.m., Call AirServe at 502-264-9662. Someone's going to be able to come out to your home, your place of business, what have you, and fix your problem in the middle of the night. That's the AirServe guarantee. Visit them online at airserve.com slash Louisville, or again, call them at 502-264-9662. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Hour number two is on the way next. It's the Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. I'm doing my job. It's your resolve that breaks because the hook brings you back. There's a guy on my floor. I ain't telling you no lies. There's a guy on my year fresh floor, freshman year dating, who like tried to make me hate this song. It didn't work, but he oh, would, how can you hate he would this? blast this like every. I'm like going to class. I'm coming back from class. Hook is just playing throughout the entire hall. You hear it everywhere, but I still like it. Clearly, your was it your roommate? No, 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 no. Well, whoever it was, clearly the guy didn't understand the 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 point of the song. 
the hook brings you back. It, it, it I mean, he, he's like, yeah, I guess he just didn't believe Doesn't matter John what Bopper. you say. Doesn't matter what you don't, say. Don't, don't, don't just, just, just As long as these Bopper. things with inflection. That's, that's all that matters. You're going to keep listening. He's speaking, not wrong. Speaking of listening, I, I got <laughs> you hate when I bring things up in the past, but. Do it. All right, so, I, as I said last, seg- last, last segment, you know, I was recommended a movie. I've had other people say this to me, but last night alone, my. I think after this segment, will be my former boss and uh, recommended I watch Elvis. And he apparently got mad about this. So. He said he did not actually recommend it to you. His quote, and this is the text he just sent all three of us in here, so you are witnesses. I simply said I found the story intriguing and was entertained by the acting. Would you would you describe a movie you wouldn't let want somebody wouldn't recommend to somebody with that description? Now here's the thing. The way that he said it there in, in explaining what he had said pre- previously, it sounds like a recommendation. But That's he, the recommendation. But, but he sent the actual text that he sent you last night. Okay, I mean, I was... Uh, what you were reacting to. And those texts did not sound like a recommendation. He said, I was entertained, but wonder if Elvis was as stupid as the movie made him look. Wonder if the colonel was as smart as they made him look. I don't he know. D- if he doesn't mention the acting in that, though. Actually. I don't know if that's necessarily a recommendation. But the way that he phrased it in the, the follow-up text... Definitely sounded like a recommendation. Like he, he he thought he was recommending it. Yeah, like it's not the best thing in the world, but I was entertained, which sort of implies that like I think you'd be entertained as well. Yes, if you if you're telling me the movie entertained you and the acting was good, then that's me basically saying you should probably give it a chance. And I think so. And that in this way is a recommendation. Yeah, but again, he did not say that originally. He didn't use the actual words. No. Are you gonna watch Elvis? Let's get down to the, Well, now the, I don't even know. I mean, I'm getting these, these, these mixed, mixed... Your mind's in a pretzel. Yeah, Dugan's over here talking out of both sides of his mouth to me about the movie. You may as well just watch it at this point. Does it end with him dying on the toilet is all I want to know. I don't think they show that. I don't, I don't think they... If, they don't, if that's not in the movie, then you know what? I am not going to watch it. What if he lives at the end? <laughs> the Quentin Tarantino like alternate universe movie. He's just playing music at old age. <laughs> him and Bob Dylan up there. Strumming away. No, they just they, they mess with you. He like they look like he's about to, to roll over on the toilet, and he just pops up and goes, "Oh, that was close." And yeah, gets up, walks out. <laughs> Shoo! Like, I'm curious of the way he's talked about them making Elvis look dumb. Like how wasn't Elvis dumb? Was he dumb? I mean, I know he was kind of simple. Is that is that the, the the PC version to use? I think that that means dumb. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I, I don't know anything about Elvis. I'm just I'm casting aspersions just because I feel like my dad told me he was dumb when I was little. And, and, like, I, and what your dad tells you, what your mom tells you when you're young, it has a tendency to stick with you. And whether it's right or wrong, I I vividly remember my dad talking about how Elvis was dumb. And my mom loves Elvis. I mean, supposedly the, I mean the you mentioned the Colonel, and I guess who was the, the on the uh, the Sun Records or whatever the the record company that he originally was founded with. It also founded Johnny Cash and others. Supposedly that guy was like was. Shady was ripping people off, but just why Cash left him the way he did, and so I mean, but I mean, record companies taking advantage of musicians. I think that's still goes on today. I mean, I just glanced at the text line. And I saw, isn't your brown hour technically from five to six every day? It's <laughs> <laughs> good text. Text of the day so far. It's text of the day. Well done. Um, we've got to. If you want to text in, by the way, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton text line. <laughs> Tell us know if you ever know Elvis. Was he the stupid? Tell us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the man did make an entire jungle room. I just saw this <laughs> this tweet because I asked for for tweet questions on the podcast this morning, and Crumbs Revenge. I didn't get a chance to see this before we started recording, so I, I missed it. But Crumbs Revenge, Mike Lindsay sent this in and said, "You're trapped on a deserted island with one currently living family member. Luckily, you all found a crate of X lax and Metamucil." 
but feasting like kings only lasted a month. Now you have to eat the other person to survive. Which family member do you hope is with you? Wait a minute. If you've been eating egg slacks and I mean that that's not I mean, I guess technically you could <laughs> eat whatever you wanted to, but who are you gonna eat? What family member are you going to eat? I my, guess the biggest one. I'm assuming every my my family picked me. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> we don't have enough fat people in my family. Not, not since I've never been this popular. I'm picked number one by everything. We are a small. <laughs> we are a small people. I don't know who I'd even go with. Yeah, you wouldn't. I mean, if I yeah, if someone took you, they wouldn't last like a week, man. I mean, I'm, I'm wasting away over here. I mean, you don't even have any meat on the bones anyway when we do cook it. Uh, I actually used the term the other day. We were looking at pictures from like a year ago, and I was like, back when I was fat and healthy. I'm like, it seems like an oxymoron, but it made sense. First of all, you were never fat. <laughs> I, was, I weighed 25 pounds more than I do right now. Hell, I think 27 pounds at this point. Ugh, I know. I know. <laughs> for those that can't see us on YouTube, I'm just shaking my head. I was big for my body. I mean, my, <laughs> my body frame, if I, if I get a little bit overweight... I look like Grimace. Like, it all just kind of goes to the belly. And, like, I don't look fat up at, like, the top. It's not like Kate Moss complaining about having to wear a medium no, I mean, shirt. Yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> there's a certain weight that I should not get over that I just I, I cannot look possibly healthy. Now I'm way under that weight, which is not healthy either. Um, but I'm trying to trying to get back. I also feel bad if I, like, pick a family member, like, if they're listening, like, like you were going to eat me. <laughs> yeah. It's a hypothetical. Like, what, 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 would what would make them most mad? Did I pick them to eat them or did I pick them because I think they're fat? Well, we went on, <laughs> the first time I ever went on Mike, he used to do a podcast. I went over to his house and did his podcast. And at the end of the episode, he, like, was, was like, rapid fire questions. And he's like, he's like, who would you kill if you were on Desert Island and you had to kill one? Teddy Bridgewater or Peyton Steve? And I was like, what? Wow. I, I was like, I don't, I don't even remember who I picked, but he was like, there it is. Mike Rutherford says he'd like to kill Peyton Siva. And like, I think Peyton like saw it on Twitter, like the way that it was phrased. I'm like, this is not cool. I'd probably know. go Bridgewater just because I think it'd be easier to catch him. I think Steve was probably faster. <laughs> Teddy's sneaky athletic. <laughs> Breaking barriers. There. Sneaky athletic. <laughs> I don't think he qualifies for that. That's <laughs> not the way it's supposed to work. I don't know what. Well, I mean, Patrick has family members listening. Who would he get? Who would he eat? Yeah, Patrick. <laughs> family member, are you gonna chow down on? Uh, Peyton Siva. I didn't know you, didn't <laughs> know you were related. <laughs> Texas Mike Bob Dylan is not dead. I know that's the whole point. Did you say Bob Dylan was dead? No, I said like, the end of the movie was like Elvis playing with Bob Dylan, like at the because oh. it's the alternate universe where Elvis is living to his old age. That was the whole point. Well, he faked his own death. You're like Elvis like did? Tupac, yeah. yeah. Tupac's alive. Yeah, we. Yeah, I, I get those Elvis. Know. They're I'm, hanging out. Yeah, I don't know about Elvis. There's the John Waffle Lennon. House. Tupac is definitely alive. And John Lennon, they're hanging out. John Lennon was shot in front of his building in front of everybody. I don't think he's getting. No, they're hanging out. <laughs> Texas fat people being the best food option is propaganda being pushed by the lean meat community. <laughs> that's true because just because I'm fat, I mean that's you don't you don't want to eat the fat. No one like eats the fat off the steak, right? But if you're on a deserted island, you might. Well, I mean, did somebody ever tell you that the fat is what adds flavor to the steak? I hate the fat steak fat. I I, I never eat it either. But I, I always got it. told growing up like that's where the flavor comes from, and I'm like, well, yeah, those, no, the, those are the gross. people who have never actually put the steak fat in their mouth. Because uh, you're putting it is disgusting. All I think of is spalling smells from Caddyshack. Are you gonna eat your fat? <laughs> Can they eat the booger? Yeah. <laughs> but he bucks his he puts, he puts he's in, in the mouth. <laughs> Texas Trevor, I think you have some supporters, including Ryan Lemon on KSR, that say twenty eight dollars at Taco Bell isn't that much. So you Ryan Lemon. Oh crap. Brothers in arms here. <laughs> Who would have thought? Oh, first of all, it's not. I didn't get a chance. I, 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 also, I know I know this disappoints you, 
but I was running behind and I didn't get a chance to make up the Chick Fil A last night to get uh, to get my eleven dollar thirty piece nuggets. Thirteen dollars, thirteen sixty nine. We looked it up. Actually, I looked. I googled it as well. And it said it was fourteen ninety nine. But thirteen sixty nine is on my app. I looked it up. I showed you on my app. <laughs> is that including like a discount on your app though? No. Okay. Well. It's, it's on the menu. All right, we'll 30, see. 69, 30 nuggets. Keeps going up, but yeah. It's, it's, I, I looked it up. That, one I, better get time. That, I better get there before the show ends, it's otherwise, it's going to be $20. First of all, you said it was like $28. I said it was 11 I didn't say I was within $2. I did not say 20 I, I told you, you said what, 20 something. I told you what I pay for when I get like a combo plus an extra 12 piece. And, and then, then I, you said, you said 30 nuggets is definitely like 20 something. And I said it's 11 something. I was $2 off. I'm still going to say you were more than $7. Off. A difference. <laughs> I will, I will give you $2. It's not going to be $2. I told you what the price is. It's, <laughs> it's on the app. It's fifteen sixty nine at the Glen Mary Chick-fil-A. Oh, oh look at that. thirteen sixty nine and same ads. That's all I know. It just keeps going up and up. thirteen sixty nine where I go. That's yeah, I and when you. you went there, it was in 1980. It was like four days ago. <laughs> we were in the Mall St. Matthews. <laughs> I like the, the, the texture who says that Ryan Lemon's on your side. Also, I guess was listening to the podcast this morning because he texted at 8.31 a.m. and said, Trevor, give your toilet a break. But... <laughs> Don't do twenty eight dollars worth of Taco Bell in your system. <laughs> For the record, if you eat that much, if you eat that much Taco Bell at this one time, you're gonna be a little constipated anyway. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I don't know. I've never tried to eat twenty eight dollars worth of Taco Bell. I mean, I've eaten like I said. I go. I'll get a. I'll get a three taco combo, two steak chalupas, and a quesadilla, and it's like twenty one dollars. We don't need to do this again. The I, problem is, like, I got this. home from I got home from radio yesterday, and Mary was like, "A lot of Taco Bell talk today." I was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry." I did. Did not intend. She apologizes. Or she tried to correct you and to tell you how I was right and you were wrong. She did. No, she's on my side. No, no. There's this Glenn Mary Chick Fil A sucks butt. <laughs> <laughs> going shit at Ed Bowles now. He just he just gave me a free chicken sandwich. Oh, oh look at that! He's going on the couch. <laughs> Mike, uh, this is the same guy who said yesterday that I was overcompensating because I used to be a UK fan. Says Mike, did you say you wanted to kill Peyton Siva when you used to be a UK fan? Or was that after that? <laughs> I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad we didn't tell him this when he came on the show at the, the kickball tournament. Yeah, I mean, he would have just. I'm glad he didn't know it was you that I was connected with. Otherwise, he'd just run. I mean, he saw it back in the day. I love Peyton. <laughs> Texas says that Fox Business guy bought his Taco Bell in NYC. Fast food prices and everything else are almost double there. That's. I mean, it does matter where you're eating it. Yeah, you mentioned Cheyenne, Wyoming. I've proven that rocketing prices. I'd get a quesadilla and a combo, and it was nine dollars here in Louisville, and it's like eighteen in certain areas out west. Yeah. Texture says uh, two things. You need the Taco Bell app, Trevor. Uh, Mike, have you thought you might be having nocturnal seizures when I wake up with night sweats and extremely tired? Uh, it's when I've had a seizure while sleeping. Has that made the uh, the checklist of diseases that you apparently are riding with? No, not diseases, symptoms. Symptoms, sorry. The thing is, like, all this stuff is, like, long COVID. I think I was going crazy if I didn't see, like, thousands of people with the same stuff. Like, thank God for, like, the support groups and, like, the Reddit groups and the Facebook groups and stuff because everybody has the same experience. I, I would have, first of all, I'd have no idea what to do to make it better because no, every doctor is like, yeah, you're fine. I'm like, well, no. I'm showing you, like, I haven't had weird veins bulging out of my entire body my entire life. I've got these weird white spots everywhere. I'm clearly not fine. Um, but everybody else, like, they they tell you, like, what supplements to take, what you need to do, and that's helped me immensely. Um, but, like, the, the symptoms are so weird. And, and they cycle, like, they, the, it's like, they call it symptom whack-a-mole. You like get a couple under control, and then like boom, I've got a weird, sharp pain coming out of the, the side of my like right rib. I remember whack-a-mole. Yeah, it's cra- It's a, it's a it's a very weird, not fun thing. I don't but, know. Whack-a-mole was kind of fun. But the sweat thing, the, the night thing, it was a big thing when I first got this. It hasn't like I, like I said, I hadn't had the feeling in like two months, and then Monday night I could feel it coming on, 
And it was because I'd experienced it several times. Like it didn't scare me. And you just, you're kind of like, okay, like this is just try to sleep through it. Isn't the scary thing is the fact that you've now accepted it. Yeah. It's not fun. I mean, I, I, I prefer not to what do it. What is the difference between having the disease and having symptoms, by the way? I mean, nothing. You, <laughs> okay. Just the wording maybe. Well, the thing is it's so, it's so broad because everybody has such different symptoms. Like, you know, some people, like a lot of people who have long COVID stuff have really bad, like gastrointestinal, intestinal stuff. Farting? I, I will just cramping. Okay constipation or like awful diarrhea Ugh. i thankfully i had it like two days at the beginning and i haven't had it since so like i don't have that but like other people have don't have headaches i've had terrible headaches um it's just it's it's uh it's not fun don't recommend but the you know having feelings and like going through it before and not dying kind of gave me like the and now like i'm like okay i've seen this before done this before uh i'll get through it and it's better than it was when, when it was happening in April, May, and June. So. See, Dugan, that. that's how you not recommend something. Yeah, don't do that. Don't, don't do <laughs> he, it. It wasn't like he was like, you know what? I find it somewhat entertaining, somewhat somewhat intriguing. It's fun, yeah. I, but I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> I did. There was somebody who posted on one of these groups who was like, I actually think it's fun to have this. Like, it sucks. It's terrible. I can't work anymore. But it's fun to try to figure out what's going on and how I can. I'm like, what, what is wrong with you? Like, yeah, buy a Rubik's Cube, dude. This is psycho behavior. You must have rich parents if, you're, if this is the way you're treated. This the only people who grew up with rich parents are able to, to attack things with that. Get a hobby, man. Shut up. Uh, Texas, I'd be tempted to kill my brother. I mean, he says, uh, I mean, family member almost. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as soon as we landed, especially if that island is deserted. Yeah, He's not even going to make it through the, the, the box of supply. There's some people who are just looking for this as an excuse. It's not even a, it's not even a bad hypothetical. It's like, I've, I've been waiting for this world. I want this to happen. What happened to the good old days where you just pick a DVD to take and which one you have to watch all time? Now we're just eating family members. Texas says, I wouldn't eat Trevor, but I would definitely cut him open and climb inside to stay warm at night. <laughs> the the thing from Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> you think they smell bad on the outside? <laughs> uh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> were you going for pause dramatic, or were you yawning in the middle of that? I'm out of breath. Okay. Texas, why in God's name do we keep circling back to eating people on the show? Dahmer, now the desert island. What the hell's going on? <laughs> it's a great question. It's a fair question. How much how much people can you eat for twenty eight dollars? Texter says if a coaching change does happen, realistically, who would be on Louisville shortlist? I, I don't know. I, I these are questions I don't have the answer to. Yeah. I assume Especially yes, when there's Patrick's others. trying to let us know Jeff Brom. Yeah, I assume Jeff Brom would be considered. I assume Obviously. the likely candidates would be considered. But the thing is, like with every coaching search that hasn't started happening yet. The, the first candidates that, that everybody reels off are going to be guys that just have local ties that you, seem like logical fits. You said likely candidates. Who else other than Brahm is somewhat likely at this point? Probably. I mean, people will say Dave Ragone because of the local ties. Yeah, but it's local only. Exactly. I mean, like, th- those are the names that you're going to rip off. And then I guess like Matt Rule will get talked about because he's available. Of course. But there's you know there's like a – I guarantee that Josh Hurd has a list that includes tiered candidates – most of which we haven't even talked about, uh-huh. because, you know, assistance at high-profile programs, maybe a group of five coach that he's liking that we're not talking about. Coaches about the football team. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe now he's, go- or he's going to be the, the Derek Kellogg <laughs> of Villanova. Um, but we, you never really get into those discussions until the vacancy becomes available and the rumor starts spreading. And then you start, you know, the maybe Josh leaks it to some people, maybe it gets out that he's contacted somebody, maybe the coach who's being contacted once it leaked out there. And that's when you start getting an idea of who is a potential, is really a potential candidate. So the shortlist 
I can't tell you. I mean, I, I would be I'd be shocked if Jeff Brom's not at least considered. I'd be surprised if like Dave Ragone's not at least considered. I'd be surprised if they don't, you know, kick the tires on Matt Rule. Maybe you at least make a phone call to Luke Fickle. But I don't think those. Are, I don't think either one of those are realistic candidates. But they'd be on the short list right now. Do you? Because I'm assuming this, whether it's been you know clarified whether Satterfield's coming back or not, Josh Hurd has names on on a piece of paper. I believe so. I mean, he. I think, and that's kind of the the thing that ads. I mean, you're always going to have names on a paper, even if you're just kind of satisfied with the coach type attitude. I know that he did because he, he let on. Well, when, I, when he was interviewed during the basketball vacancy, he let on that he already had a list for the basketball thing before he and Chris Mack even had the talk about parting yeah. ways, which leads me to believe that he's got the same thing for football. Not without specific names. You, we just went over that question. But how, how many names do you think maybe maybe on the list? Just oh, an I, amount. I, I have no idea. I think he has less than 10 maybe on there? I'd, be, I, I'd say so. Okay. That seems like a safe bet. I know with basketball, because, I mean, he explained it. Because like, more names will get added if the news comes out and things will get closer to the season ending. But He certainly had great ties in the basketball world in large part because of his experience at Villanova. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, he mentioned like, you know, he's like, I, I know a lot of guys. There were guys that I think are going to be superstars. I think he was referencing Derek Kellogg, who ends up getting going from Fordham in one year to getting the Villanova job because Jay Wright abruptly retires. But I think he had, you know, he's got guys that he thinks are going to be superstars, but maybe aren't ready timing wise to be Louisville's coach. I think that's what he was talking about with Kellogg. He's like, I've got him on my list, but that's for that's me thinking that the job wouldn't open for three or four years down the line when Kellogg will be more established and he's a guy that you can hire. I can't hire him now when he's ten and thirteen in his first season at a you know Atlantic Ten Derek program. Kellogg went to play at UMass, didn't he? Yes. Wasn't he a guard at UMass? I believe that's correct. Um, but that's that's sort of what he was saying, and I'm assuming that football he kind of works the same way. It's like guys I could hire right now, guys who maybe I talk to if the job opens up in two three years that I think are going to be good. I think that's the way that he operates. That's the way that Tom Jurich operated. That's the way a lot of the way a lot of ads operated. I think Josh Hurd is is among that group. Um, but as far as like who's on it, I've got no idea. Uh, there's and like you said, when it comes to football, not that we're like so many geniuses in basketball, but when it comes to football specifically. There's probably if he has a name, the ten names on a list. There's a good chance four or five of those names we don't know who they are, and they, they're probably known in football circles, but not by us. Yeah, I, I think you're totally right. Yeah. These are guys like who aren't I mean, we're being just debated learning on who, local you know, radio. Is. I mean, we <laughs> think about to in '03 when Petrino was hired. Nobody really knew who Bobby Petrino I, was did, I, when Charlie Strong did. got hired. It wasn't until we got to about this point in Craig Thorpe's last year when people were like, "Let's start talking about Charlie Strong." That's when everybody started being like, "Okay, let's look into him." Like, I, we didn't know who he was yeah. before the season started. I mean, you can say you maybe know, and, and there's some people that may know him just for whatever reason. Like if they hire the kid from Texas Tech who I like that coached at Western, I just know him. Just like you random. know of him, yeah, I just randomly going, know him. You're not going in depth in what he does well, what he doesn't do well, no, why he is where he is, where he was before this, all I, that stuff. I didn't. I had to look up Petrino. I had to look up John L. Smith. I had to look up, which was harder because we didn't have the internet. I had to look up, you know, Charlie Strong to a degree, and you learn about him once you hear the names. Yeah, but I mean, sure. I didn't know. I was unaware. And then maybe you know, there's some coordinators I do know about, and some under coaches I do know about. Just but. They're few and far between. By the way, Tosh.0 is not on anymore. Oh, it isn't? I got I got outlived uh, by, what's the ridiculousness on MTV? The, the, it's the, the only yeah, show the, that MTV the, shows the, anymore. The, the big K version of it? Pretty much. And yeah. somehow outlisted the uh, the original. <laughs> Texas, I don't think that Kenny Payne is going to get any top-tier talent here until there are proven results on the court. While the memories of card greatness feel like recent memories to us, 
Our recruits were in third or fourth grade the last time we were legitimately contenders at basketball. The name on the jersey only goes so far for teenagers who only remember the most recent years of mediocre to downright terrible seasons. That's somewhat true, but also I, I, you can name examples of coaches who have been in programs that don't have as much success as we, as we do and has had little success on the court and still recruited well, and I'm looking right at June Jones. I think the other thing when it comes to basketball is you don't really realize until you like talk to these kids or talk to current players, talk to former players, how little most of them pay attention to college basketball. Yeah. Like they, they know the big names. They know the big brands. They know, they know the schools that get players to the NBA. And I think what you can do, because I do think there's something to be said for, like they know who won championships more times than not. And if they don't, no, they, if they don't, they're going to hear about it on their visits. But they also, they are swayed by names. And right now, despite the fact that we have not been good at all, relative to our historic success these last five, six, seven years, we still can say Donovan Mitchell went here, Terry Rozier went here, Montrezl Harrell went here. I all, mean, dude, don't tell me Lamar Jackson went here. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. They'll cross. They'll sure. cross sport. No, even in basketball, I'm sure they would use it. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that that sways <laughs> kids quite as much. They, they want to go to the NBA, but that's the that's the argument. Is we still, even though we have not produced top level results. We're getting guys that are going to the NBA that are winning championships that are becoming all-stars. And we can get you there. Don't worry about the not cool stuff. As long as it doesn't affect your future, it shouldn't affect what you're making, what decision you're making. I think that I think the kids watch March Madness. They pay attention to who does well there. But for the most part, they're not following like the ins and the outs of the, the rankings every week. They're just, you know, NBA is more popular amongst most teenage kids. And I mean, most teenage kids like they also don't have time to just sit around That's and watch sports. Because the NBA is a video game style nowadays, and it's like poor man's basketball. So I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the text. I, I think it's, I think there's some truth there, but I don't think it's the. I think Kenny Payne can still get kids without having like a degree of success that is patino esque, like height of patino. Like if we have an average season this year. It still is not going to shock me if we're killing on the recruiting trail. I mean, even with the record, Tino, Tino coming back to Louisville had been in the NBA for four years. I mean, that's a, that's an entire high school class of kids that didn't maybe, like you said, short-term memory, don't even remember him being in Kentucky. For yeah. Where Kenny Payne, despite spending only one year in the NBA, has spent the last 10 years visiting kids on a regular basis and you know, and just even kids that are he's recruiting now at Louisville. I'm sure he, he had talked to at some point before he left Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, I think they're just – Recruiting is hard to, to pinpoint exactly what, and it changes from class to class, like what one group of kids wants out of a school. I mean, you know, we haven't had any success in football recently, and we're about to pull in, potentially, the highest rate of recruiting class in the history of the program. And it, it, they're not coming here because we almost won the Armed Forces Bowl last year. <laughs> the first responders bowl, I whatever mean, the hell and was. In basketball, we, and we've talked about this with like when we brought up Scott Drew and talked about the coaching stuff. I mean, you, you're talking about a, a program that, to us, we think Baylor is, you know, New here, kind of, you know, uh-huh. hot right now. There's kids. I mean, Patrick takes example. Baylor's been a prominent program for the majority of his use in his life. Yeah, for sure. It's, I mean, Baylor the last 10 years or so has been, you know, right there at the top with your North Carolinas and your your Dukes and your Kentucky and everyone else. You can easily make the case that over if you're just limiting to like the last three years, talking about a kid's like high school cycle, the last three years, Baylor's been the best program in college yeah. basketball. They've been a number, that, number one seed every year. They would have been number one seed in 2020. They won a national title. And then last year, they were in what was supposed to be a down year with a team that lost two of its best players, still a number one seed. Yeah. That's saying a lot. <laughs> the senior the senior class right now, DJ Wagner, AJ Johnson, they were in second grade for the national, national title. Good God. It is crazy, too, that it's, it's like, like my grade. 
I, I guess I, I knew it at one point, but it just kind of hit me today that this, this basketball season that we're starting is going to be the 10-year anniversary of the national title season. Oh, which is nice because the texture's right. It does not feel, to us, it does not feel like it was that long no, ago. No, it doesn't. It feels like, it, it, I mean, no. But, like, now, I mean, 10 years is a long time. That's and what, we have not. It is. Like, it's also the 10-year anniversary of the Sugar Bowl. That was the 12th. Yeah. 10-year anniversary yeah, of the year of the Cardinal. Sure. Yeah. God. Time flies when you're getting reamed by the NCAA. Now we're about to go into the new year of the Cardinal with new coaches. Um, let's take a break now. When we come back, we'll take some text. Also, I, I Yeah, promise, you depressed me enough right now. Yeah, it's perfect. perfect <laughs> we'll smoke a cigarette. Thanks. Perfect way to get to the end. Back in my day, I was a 28-year-old enjoying life. So I made that statement during, during the show with Rashawn. I was like, I just paused for a second. I was like, I just want to go beat my head against the wall for saying that out it's, loud. It, it sucks. <laughs> uh, before we break, though, reminding you, if you have financial needs, there's only one place to go. And it's the place where trust is always first. First Bankers Trust. Visit them online today at firstbankerstrust.com. They'll tell you how they make every dollar count. And they'll also tell you about their approach to financial services, which is working with each client individually to help you meet your financial goals. First Bankers Trust offers a wide variety of services, including investment management, trust and estate services, philanthropic services, and financial planning, plus much, much more. To find out about that much more, go to firstbankerstrust.com. Celebrating 10-year anniversaries, making lots of money, getting recruits in town for Louisville Live, it all starts with one thing. It starts with trust. First Bankers Trust. Firstbankerstrust.com. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More of your text, a little bit of a hoops recruiting conversation, a little bit of Louisville Live conversation coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Friday on 1450 The Big X. Suck it in, suck it in, suck it in. If you're in Tintin or in Berlin, make it a spin move or else you'll win. And then begin to see what you're doing to me. This MTV is not for free. So PC is killing me. So desperately I'll sing the other love. Oh, she's a little runaway. Revved up on a Friday here. Come run fast. All the things you wouldn't say. Bon Jovi's first ever single. Really? Yeah. She's a little runaway. Welcome back in. <laughs> Happy Friday to you. Hopefully your weekend's off and Good running. Dog. And off to a great start. Man, the weather is perfect. Oh, I mean, did now your your shades are open. Is your window open? Uh, no, I just opened the shades. Oh, I had windows Patrick, not open. I had Patrick open the, the air in here. Oh, it feels so good right why now. Why should you make Patrick open the window? Because he's tall. He can reach across it. My belly gets in the way. <laughs> That's why. This is why he left. He just left them. In the well, window. I know. And now I don't have anybody to put the window down. When we leave. Now you're done. Somebody's gonna, somebody's gonna break in here and steal things. And it's all because of you, Patrick. Hope you're happy, buddy. I've got a question. I've, I've been <laughs> paying somewhat attention while we've been been doing the show too. Not we've, me. we've got Guardians. No, not you. We've got Guardians Yankees on, which is tied two two in the ninth. And I've noticed... Who's winning? Stop. The Bears. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, yes. In, the, in both of the Yankees games that they've, they've been showing, they've showed Spike Lee in the crowd like 55 times. Why? I don't like... like 
The, the, Obviously, you think of Spike Lee when you think of the Knicks. The Knicks, yeah. Has he always been this diehard of a Yankees fan, no. or are they just trying to play this up front on TBS? I have never seen him in a Yankees game ever. Now, now, granted, I don't watch a lot of Yankees baseball, but I don't think of anybody who goes, Spike Lee, first thing that comes to mind, you'd be like, uh, Nike commercials or Knicks. That's like the two things that come right through. I mean, or Brooklyn. Brooklyn, I guess, yeah. But I never think of him as like diehard Yankees. I don't think I've, I can't remember seeing him at Yankee Stadium in a non like World Series scenario. Like I would have, I would have thought like I would have think he'd been a more of a Mets fan. Oh, big error. But then again, he's Brooklyn and Mets are Queens, right? Yes, I think that. Ooh, Cleveland threatening. I mean, are we really getting a play-by-play of this game? I'm, I'm interested. I'm into it. Do you, do you do a drinking game? You watch Yankee games that you take a sip every time you see Dylan in the, on the camera? No, they don't. A buddy of mine just texted our group and showed him like they're like this would have been a perfect shot of him right next to Aaron Judge, except they put a gigantic graphic right over his face. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Judge graphic right on Dylan's face, and you can see Dylan's like neck. <laughs> I don't even know what Dylan Lawson looks like. I know the guy. I know so much about this human being, yet I couldn't probably pick him out of a lineup. He also spends a lot of time during the game, like back in the the hack shack, like back in the clubhouse, because guys will come down there to take swings, and he'll work with them like in in the game. So he a lot of times you won't see him in the dugout. I mean, I know it's played out, but I mean, how can you still not like picture George Costanza when you talk about this? I, we, we make the joke all the time. And he doesn't he, he doesn't, doesn't get, get it, it right? He doesn't get it. Yeah. Like, aren't you the guy that put us up in the Ramada? <laughs> we won the World Series, you know, in six games. <laughs> Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sacks line. We, we, we talked about Louisville Live yesterday a little bit, and th- the word that I've gotten, because I, I got confirmation through back channels yesterday, that told you not they're to. hoping for an uptick in ticket sales for Louisville Live. I, I think that it's been a little bit disappointing early on. It's why I think you're seeing the leak come out that you know, Jack Harlow, it's not even like a leak. Like they're basically like, Jack Harlow's basically like, I'm coming to Louisville Live. Everybody pay attention. I will perform a concert. I'm going to be playing songs at Louisville Live. <laughs> yeah. If you'd like to see that, it's only going to be $15. Purchase tickets here. I mean, what else? Are we going to have maybe, uh, if that doesn't boost, are we going to like Jennifer Lawrence doing like a 30-minute version of Hunger Games? Maybe. Ever <laughs> go out there and redo a one-woman act of Hunger Games? My only question now has become... Like is is he the special guest that they've been teasing? Did they say special guest Jack Harlow? No, they it's just been saying like special guest this whole time. Does it say special guest and Jack Harlow? No, it just says special guest. And I'm kind of starting to think that that Harlow was the special guest the whole time. I mean, we thought about that. Yeah, you brought that up yesterday. I think he was the logical choice, but I think they wanted to keep it like, like as much of a mystery as possible, add some intrigue. And now they're like, because ticket sales were a little slow at the beginning, they're like, we need to let people know that this is basically like, if you want to see Jack <laughs> These Harlow. These morons aren't getting it. <laughs> you can come. But they're not going to announce him as a special guest yet because that also leaves a little bit of intrigue that they could, you know, it could be like Jack Harlow and Churchill Downs winningest jockey of all time, Pat Day. And Pat Day comes out and everybody's like, Trenton Flowers is like, I committed to Louisville for Pat Day. I'd have brought in Gary Stevens myself. But. Well, that's you. Pat <laughs> Gary Stevens is not Louisville born, bro. I mean, first of Pat all, Pat Day's a Louisville man. Okay, that's where you go. I thought your first reaction would have been like Bravo Trevor for naming a second jockey. Can you name a third? Ruben Martinez. I don't think that's a jockey. I don't know it is. Ruben Martinez. Yeah, he came in. Uh, came in second in the seventy-seven Kentucky Oaks. <laughs> How do you? I'm assuming it's a piece of media that lets you know this. How do you know this? His son is one of my best friends. There you go. <laughs> I knew there was something. Ruben Martinez the third. Also known uh, pleasantly around Louisville's Paco, Ruben Martinez Sande. He uh, he passed. He's he's passed away. He lived. He died in Houston. I think I want to say like ten years ago. No, almost twenty years ago, maybe. 
I met I met Ruben in '97, and uh, I think his dad had just passed. Like I guess when I when it was over 20 years. Had a great uh, great mustache. But yeah, I think his I think his claims he 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 won a race on Derby Day or on Oaks Day, and I think he came in like second or third in the Kentucky Oaks in '77. I love that that was your third. You like? That? I was like, there's no way that's a real child. <laughs> no, it's real. Like, I had Trevor I, just I, thought of a Hispanic <laughs> name and thought he'd get away with this, but. Props to you. I mean, I could have probably done that too, but maybe done the same thing. I would have been hesitant to call you out because maybe I don't know. Good, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're for a fourth because I'm, I'm like. I'm not going to do that. Like draining my mind trying to think of. Oh, in there, Esposito. Yes. Okay. Now I'm literally not. I'm. Ser- I swear I'm not pulling out Hispanic names out of my. <laughs> Lopez. <laughs> my question though is, Louisville Live. I think everybody understands just how big of a recruiting weekend this is for basketball and potentially football if they're going to bring Ruben Owens and company along oh, yeah. to, to Louisville Live as well, which I assume they if if they don't come to the actual event, I'm assuming that Ruben Owens Ruben Owens is going to get some face time with Jack Harlow, right? Oh, I mean, that's if, if Jack Harlow's here, you're going to use that use them for everything, right? Jack I mean, Harlow and maybe whoever else he's bringing with him, that's going to happen. My question is, we had a text yesterday saying, I, I just I, I I can't buy into this hypey stuff. I want to win games. I'm sick of not winning enough games. The social media stuff, the videos, the productions, it's all cool, but I'm not going to get excited about any of it until we start getting back to playing Louisville basketball. Is that the is this at the core of, of what's happening here? Because the fan base is definitely excited about Kenny Payne. This was the majority of the fan base's choice, right? We heard about that throughout the entirety of the coaching search. This is the guy. Go get KP. He's going to get it done. He's going to win games. He'll turn this thing around quickly. The fan base wants this. They seem excited whenever he talks. They seem excited about the guys that we've got coming back. But there's, for whatever reason, at least right now, and this could change in seven days, not as much buzz about this Louisville Live as there has been the last three times they've done this. I think a little bit to do with the fact that some of those people you said, you, 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 you quoted as gung-ho Kenny Payne, and I'm not saying all of them, but some of them, and maybe a majority of them, were that gung-ho Kenny Payne because of the recruiting aspect. And because of DJ Wagner, and maybe even AJ to a degree, but some mostly DJ, I think. And now that you see DJ's not obviously looking like is anywhere in the fold anymore, AJ is still questionable, but is but he's up coming there. to this event? Right? I know, I get that, but it's the fact that none of them have signed, and so I think a lot of people that are in that mindset of I want Kenny because he can recruit, also don't have the patience to wait for the recruiting to happen, probably. And I think some, I think a little bit of that has to do that is what kind of has kind of killed the new car smell of the Kenny Payne era already a little bit. To some people. I am not one of them. And I don't think you are either. No. And I don't think, I don't even want to say whether it's majority or minority of which one it is, but I think it is pretty close. But I think that's, I think that has a little bit to do with it that I think some, a lot of the people that were so gung-ho about Kenny Payne right away off the bat and not like the ones like you and I that were like, you know, let's say I'm excited for it because it's a new coach, but I want to see him coach stuff. The ones that were so gung ho were already like are getting even DJ Wagner, and I think a lot of those people had their hats hung on the DJ Wagner bandwagon. See, I, I think there's probably some truth to that. I think it's more though about just the overall fatigue that has come with being a Louisville basketball fan of the last six, seven years. I think people are still going to get excited about the season. They're still going to watch the games. A lot of them are still going to go to the games. But as far as stuff like this, getting themselves all hyped up for a preseason event, it's just it's not going to play the way that it was playing a few years ago, that it would have played 10 years ago. You got to remember, this program, even after the Katina Powell stuff, seemed like it was going, that was going to be a quick hit. We missed the tournament in 2016. We bounced right back in 2017. We were a two seed. We were set to be a preseason top 10, maybe top five team going into that next year. Things were good. Like People were like, okay, it was a little blip. That was embarrassing. 
But big picture, we're rolling along. Then the rug gets completely taken out from underneath you with the FBI stuff. Patino gets fired. You go through that season with David Padgett where you're like, okay, for one year we can put aside our ungodly high expectations and say this is unique. Let's just try to make the tournament. Let's see what happens. We come just tantalizingly close to making the tournament. David's still overachieved. (laughs) I think so too, but you have a hard time selling that argument to a lot of people. We don't make the tournament. And so then it's like, okay, we're bringing a new coach. Chris Mack just took Xavier to a number one seed. We're high, he comes out in the leather jacket at Louisville Live. Oh, he yeah. makes the whole comment about, you know, head down, L talk, up. Yeah. People keep talking about the dark cloud hanging over the program. The skies look pretty bright to me. All this stuff. We're, you know, we're back. The cards are back. Overachieving year one. And then, you know, just kind of we're just played slightly below expectations in year two. Pandemic hits. Missed the NCAA tournament in year three. We're told new offense, new guys coming in. Let's get excited again. People show up to Churchill Downs. Let's get this thing rolling again. We're back. No. Worst season in a long time. And I think people at this point are just like, we've been doing this on and off. Like, get hyped, get hyped, get hyped for six or seven years. And the end result has always been deflating. I'm not going to get hyped again until we're coming off of a legitimately successful season. And it looks like we've got another one on the horizon. I think it doesn't. I mean, whether back to kind of the recruiting thing, not being DJ even here, but. And this is no disrespect to Brandon Hudley Hatfield, who should be honored just the fact I can pronounce his name. You properly, know it. Is that like that's the like the biggest recruit you have coming in new or new face coming in to this, and that that doesn't move the needle, man. And that, that, so you're looking at like you just said, you're looking at a team that's pretty much a very similar team to last year, and last year was a nightmare and a half. And now, what do you have to get pumped on? What do we have? What do you tell me other than a different coach we don't know who can coach or not is going is why I should be excited for this team because we brought in a guy that could have been a five star had he stayed in high school one more year and averaged three points a game at Tennessee. I guess where a lot of people are because we got a guy that they came off the scraps of LSU firing all their staff. I mean that, that now it, and, and, and so if I would think that you think that it would is it safe to say there would be more hype going to this if you would landed Amani Bates. Now, whether that makes this team any better or not, I don't think it would. But nonetheless, it would definitely bring some hype, would it not? It would. I think there'd be a little or bit. Hunter from. I mean, but I don't I, think it would change the big picture thing. I think it would. I think it would increase some anticipation because that's also at least a name that your average fan may at least obviously knows. I think if people were talking whether about this team, regardless of who you brought in, if, if if people were talking about this team, if we were popping up in preseason top twenty fives, if we were popping up in the top four, top five of ACC power rankings and all these previews. If we were getting love, if if we saw this team as a legitimate threat to not only make the NCAA tournament but do damage there, I think then you'd have more excitement and you'd have more hype around an event like this. And it seems like it seems counterproductive because if you are somebody who's like, I'm sick of the mediocrity, I'm sick of the off the court distractions, I'm sick of Louisville basketball not being Louisville basketball, you would the solution is show up to events like this. We've got six five star kids from the 2024, 2025, and 2023 with A.J. Johnson coming, showing up at this event that want to be impressed. If you want to get this thing back on the the right path, we need some of these kids to commit to us. Getting these kids to commit to us, showing up for this event goes a long way towards accomplishing that. But I also understand, like, the people who are kind of like, I've been giving for a long time. I've been patient. I've been dealing with all these awful jokes from my U.K. friends, all these awful jokes that I see nationally. We keep getting ourselves you know, hyped up, 
by these these events and the, what we're being told by the administrators and by the athletic program, and then we're showing up and we're not getting the results. Talk really? to me when we start winning again. And I, it's hard to blame them I for get, having that mentality. I get that, but I mean, to tell them that's part of being a fan too. Pen- for sure, pen- pendulums swing both ways. And listen, I'm sure in, in everything in life, you you're going to have that same kind of attitude. I mean, but for some people, there's a limit. I, and, and the the limit is like not because I mean, you're not going to these events. Like it's like these are. I'm talking about the fan who's been like going above and beyond their whole life, like showing up at every little scrimmage, every Louisville Live type event. No, you're right. That's somebody that's but, beyond me too. Yeah. Like they may be saying. I'm going to go to the games, or I'm going to, I'm going to at least watch the games. I'm going to support. But if you want me to go above and beyond as a fan, you guys have to start going, getting back to going above and beyond on the court when it comes to the, the win-loss results. In my defense, my younger days, I went to all that crap. Yeah. I mean, when I was in my 20s and early 30s, I did all that And stuff. now, you know, you're, you're just now weighed down. down by your jobs and your kids. Now and I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Busy weekends. Yeah, I got, I got pumpkins to, to patch, man. He's got, some, <laughs> he's got some patches to go to. That's a patch and pumpkins to do. I guess patching in. <laughs> so... Like Patch Adams. But I think that's where this is. And I still <laughs> believe, because I know right now we're talking about this, we're a week away, and maybe ticket sales aren't what UofL was hoping they'd be at this point. I still think at the end of the day, they're going to find a way to make this thing a success just because they've done it all three years prior when I, it seemed uncertain how it was going to go. Last year was a rousing success. I think this thing is going to end up looking cool. It wasn't last year kind of, we don't know how much was there for that, them, or how much was there for Derby. Or for the, and the at track. the end of the day, it didn't matter because there were enough people crowded around that court That's that true, it yeah. looked like everybody was there for that thing. Which is why we needed to have it at the track again. Churchill, how many, how many times can you screw the average man, Churchill? I mean, see, really? Come on. Help us out. Do something. And then the bats have to step up. Thank God we got Greg Galliette and yeah, Nick they're willing to stay because they know they, they they love this city. But I just hope it ends up being an impressive event. And I'm not saying this whole program rests on the shoulders of Jack Harlow, but Jack, <laughs> we need you, man. It's time we've given you a lot. The city's supported you through thick and thin. I mean, Jack, Jack we need you to pay it forward. Can Jack pull some strings on some other hip hop guys that he could bring along with? That's him? what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. I'm, I'm hoping we, I don't know, maybe a little, little Baby. Could he call Con- who? Little Baby. His new album just came out. And is this his debut album? No, he's he's pretty popular. I would take your word for it. Um, oh, baby Huey. What about, uh, like, I mean, could he call, like, uh, Kanye or something? Or Kanye's kind of a hot-button issue these days. He, okay. uh, he's, he kind of, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that would play uh, in this current climate. What about um, uh, the Lamar, uh, Lamar Odom, Kendrick Lamar? Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, he's still pot. He's cool, right? He's he's very cool. I think he and Jack have a good relationship. Jack okay. was very excited to meet him for the first time. Maybe we get Kendrick Lamar in town. That, I, I mean, I know his name, sort of. So I mean, that could happen. Mighty good, yeah. Pat Day. <laughs> you are just hung up on Pat. Day, <laughs> no, man. I want Pat Day to come. You're out. just determined to have Pat Day. You I, want, ever, I want Pat Day introducing Jack Harlow. Have you ever met Pat Day? Yes, he's the nicest guy alive. Yeah, we had we. I got to do a radio show with him over at uh, who was that? Um, Brownies, actually, I believe, where we were at. He came on our radio show a few yeah. a few times and was always very nice. The only time I ever got to meet him. So did I he seg all of his answers into religious stuff very quickly? I don't remember. I want to possibly, because I know he wasn't already. When I when we did it, he was already in the religious mode. He was awesome, like He's a great interview. Jesus or whatever. But that was the, and I've, again, I've got no problem with that. But just when it was, he would like strain answers to bring that into it. I'm like, I'm, I'm asking you, like, you know, if you think, you know. Commanding curve should be a fifty to one shot. See, that, see that, you, you look at that as a as like a, as like annoyance. I look at it as a fun game. Like what? How can I, how, what far out of reach thing can I bring up to see if he can find a way to bring it back to, to religion? He would, but he, he, but nice guy live. I, I love Pat Day. I always love Pat Day. He no, was, I yeah, I have no problem with him. I always picked him for Derby. Little Et, nineteen ninety two. Little Et. 
I remember that one. I remember that one because I was out of town. That was the only derby I think I went out of town for with my uncle, aunt and uncle. And we were driving down to Florida. And I remember specifically because we had to go around Atlanta the uh, long way because of the riots that were happening. And my uncle desperately wanted to stop at a bookie place and bet on Little E.T. It was a long shot, I believe, if I'm mistaken. Was it? He wasn't a long shot. Maybe he was like, I think he was like 9 to 1 or 10. He, was, he wasn't like a favorite. And my uncle wanted to bet him to win. Was so, And my aunt was just in one of those moods. She's like, we don't have time. We had to go a long way around Atlanta. And so we didn't stop. And then he won. And the whole way back, oh, my uncle, oh my God. Like, I know, I'll just, I'll just never forget sitting in the 12 year old church, sitting backseat, listening to just everything. Honey, you think we can stop at the uh, Denny's? Well, we could afford it if you'd let me make that bet. <laughs> no way. I don't blame him. I'd be pissed off. Oh, he was so everything. Like, you think Matt Day found a way to bring religion and everything? Everything she brought I, up, I, he, I would do he found a way to bring up Little E.T. not getting paid to win it. <laughs> Texas is Trevor's next recommendation, R. Kelly at Louisville Live. <laughs> that would, that'd be, I mean, if anything, you'll get the FBI there. <laughs> Texas, I was excited about it being at Slugger Field, but I was a little concerned with the setup of the stage and the crowd. Uh, and B, this place seats 12,000, which is a lot of seats to fill for the event, especially on a high school football night and a pretty big concert weekend, too. What's the concert weekend <laughs> going on, other than Jack Harlow's concert? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I, I Actually, I, I know that there was a... I remember hearing that there's a big concert going on the same night. I can't remember what it was. Bublé. Not if it's Bublé. See, it's Freedom Hall or time Freedom Hall. See, it's Yum Center this weekend. It is a. It's a fair point though about Friday nights, especially in October. That'll be the last week of the regular season, I guess. The last senior nights around town. Was that? Is that not Mail Manual? Is it? I think Mail Manual's two weeks. Okay. Because it used to be during Thanksgiving, but I mean, I know they moved it obviously. So yeah, Thanksgiving now. is Deep in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Mel Manuel is either next week or two weeks from now. I, think I mean, I wouldn't want. They, there's, yeah, there's no way they would want it. They would think to do Louisville Live versus Mel Manuel. I mean, that's just not. It's. I mean, that's. I mean, I know there's some things you can't avoid with date with dates, but you would. Ha- I would think if you're Louisville, you would look at that. Texas says, and this is a, a good follow up to that. He says Louisville Live is an easier sell in September when it's warmer or indoors if it's cooler, as the forecast is for next week. It's, it's supposed to be a cold night. Like it's. I know that they had some, I guess, logistical issues as far as trying to get it done in September. I think a lot of it was, too. I mean, I, they did this just for one kid, but A.J. Johnson had visits scheduled every weekend in September. This was the, If you were going to get him on campus, this was when you had to do it. And I think a couple of the other kids, they really wanted to be here for this, also had conflicts in September. Um, so it just – it would have worked out – like last year was perfect. Saturday night in September, Churchill Downs, like, like – Good weather, good racing, everything right there all together. It worked out perfectly. This is not an ideal fit. I, I still think they're going to be able to make it work, and they're going to be able to put on a good show, but it would have been better earlier. Text to the personal Trevor text line that doesn't have a sponsor. Okay. Uh, from my man Yates to remind me that uh, Jack Harlow is really good buddies with Drake. Well, yeah, Texture said Drake could be coming off. How good would that be, though, we take Drake to Louisville Live I think mean, he's a big F you to the big blue madness taking beating DJ Wagner and us not getting him. It'd be funny, but It'd also a, I think everybody besides some UK fans understands that Drake cheers for like a million teams. Oh, they didn't understand that when he was. Oh, rude. they don't. But they, they, when he, they're when the he, only one. When he was rooting for Kentucky, it was no, he doesn't do that. He was wearing like he the doesn't, Paul, he's he doesn't, putting he doesn't the Paul jump. sweatshirts on Instagram the night of Big Blue Madness. I'm like, this is yeah, he, this is what he does. You can't. I'm, I'm he fans with crack me up. Like, he doesn't bandwagon. He's a UK fan. Now, now he's a bandwagon fan. I mean, it's. I'm sure we'd get, you know, the sloppies, the, the of Drake jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. But 
Still, it'd be funny. I would. It's uh, and he's still popular. It's, he's still cool, right? Kids still like him. He's yeah, Drake, he's still popular. His last album was kind of a flop, but whatever. He's he's still in the TikTok world, right? And he's a little bit old for that. Can we bring? It's some- Luke Combs to the concert at the Yum Center next week. Oh, we're going against Luke Combs. Oh, come on, we can beat Luke Combs. I don't know. A lot of people are going to Luke Combs. <laughs> they are. I, I mean, I sadly believe you. I know who Luke Combs is. It's not uh, not my world, but it, he has a big following. Texas, it would also help if KP would stop saying things about rooting for both teams or how everybody wants to win, but it's not the main thing. I don't know if that's having as much of an effect as, as people so, think it is. Yeah. I, I don't think people. The ri- I mean, the rivalry thing, you, you can say whatever you want if you're the head coach. Like, Satterfield not understanding the rivalry is annoying, but it's not going to like make me not hate UK. Those, I'm, I'm going to feel about how I feel about UK regardless of what you say. Those comments will only matter if he makes them after you lose to UK by 20. Yeah, exactly. If, they, if we lose to UK by 20 and he makes those comments in the postgame, then I mean, then that's a dumb. That's not a smart thing to say. It all comes down to how you fare against UK. I mean, it does. Rick Pitino hated UK more than anybody, and did not try to hide it. That or if he, and when he did, he did not hide it well. And we didn't care because he lost to him all the time. Like that's what it came down to. If Kenny Payne is saying great, nice things about UK and John Calipari all the time and beating their ass every December, cool, fine. Yeah, then I find it almost funny. Yeah, yeah. give give him a kiss after the game. Yeah. I don't care as long as you're winning. Like good if job, you, little buddy. It becomes yeah, it becomes even more fun. Then yeah. I'm like, okay, this is great because that's kind of what Calipari has done to us more times than not. Is like, oh, you know, I love Louisville. It's it's better for us when Louisville's good. I'm like, you, it's, it's just that passive <laughs> no, aggressive exactly. thing. It just drives you crazy. You know what he's doing exactly, yeah. and you, and there's nothing you could do about it because yep. he's right. What he's saying is accurate. It's just it's the messenger and the way that he's saying it that drives you crazy. And all it comes down to at the end of the day is the wins and the losses against those guys. You can say like I want to love them. I'm rooting for them when I'm when they're not playing us, and I'm like, cool, beat them, and I'm not going to root for them when they're not playing us. <laughs> you can root for them all you want. I'm not going to do it. And what you what you say about this particular thing does not affect me. And that's not just a Kenny Payne thing. That's anybody who's coaching. Scott Satterfield complaining about the L's down. I thought it was dumb. I think it's dumb. I'm, I'm going to say it's dumb. If you don't want them to do it, keep them out of the damn end zone. Yeah, like that's. You want to complain about it? Do it, complain it after you won the game. Exactly. At the, at, the, at the end of the day, we just want our head coaches to beat Kentucky. Yeah. It's all, it's all we, I mean, we don't ask a lot, right? It's, it doesn't seem like a, a gigantic ask. I, I don't think so either. At once upon a time, it wasn't, at least in every sport besides men's basketball. In some sports, it still isn't. Baseball and women's basketball don't seem to have much of a problem. We haven't lost to them in, in either of those sports in like 15 years. That's another thing to add to the list of things I miss about my youth. <sighs> I know. Uh, we'll take a break when we come back. Five o'clock hours on the horizon. You guys have thoughts on this. We'll, we'll share some of those thoughts as well from the first segment. Second segment, we'll make our picks for the weekend. Ooh. No Louisville game. We got the high school game of the week. We got other big college games. It's a loaded college football weekend. I'm kind of sad that we're not a Is part there, of it. I haven't even looked at it. So. I think there are five games featuring multiple top 25 teams. This is the first time this has happened since 2018. So I'm going to plenty to watch on Saturday. Plenty to watch. It should be a loaded, loaded Saturday. Good day for Love the pumpkin loaded. patch or to just sit your ass on the couch for about 15 straight hours and nothing but watch football. Both are solid options. We'll take a break. Hour number three of the Mike Rutherford Show is on the way next here on a Friday on the Big X. I think option B.
Welcome in. Third hour of the Friday edition here. Is there any theme with the music today? It's just TK, TK Faye. It's a bye week. You know. TK Feel Good Vibes. Honestly, this was the, these are the six songs that came in, the first six songs came to my head okay. as I was driving from here to the studio today. I'm good with that. So do what you will and think what you might of me of these are the six songs that first popped in my head. This is the five o'clock hour <laughs> of the Mike Rutherford Show on a Friday. Uh, obviously, no, no Louisville game this weekend, so we've yeah. been... Uh, talking about other things, last segment, focused mostly on Louisville Live. Why does it seem like there's not quite as much interest in the fan base as maybe you would expect at this point? And you still a week left. That could certainly pick up. Um, but we have, have gotten a lot of responses on that. Uh, also talked to a couple of recruiting updates on the basketball side of things. Not really, not much football talk to get to today because it's been all quiet on that front. Um, we've got uh, Yankees. Have we heard anything about Malik, though? Do we know his condition is looking No, and we won't until... Probably Tuesday. Tuesday and Wednesday. And yeah. my guess is that the update with Molly, it's, it's either going to be a nothing or it's going to be he's fully healthy and he's ready to go. I mean, those mean, yeah. Like they would, they're going to, if it's if it's at all iffy, they'll drag it on and, and Satterfield will play it close to the vest. Like they don't like talking about injuries, clearly. And I don't, it'll be like last week where we don't hear anything until the morning of the game. But I think there's also a chance that if he's, been fine more or less for the last week that on Tuesday they're just like Malik's good to go and he's a starter because clearly the I mean we read the tweets from his dad yesterday clearly the the people who are saying that Brock Doman should be the starter and Malik sucks and Doman was great like they're Malik has seen that his dad's seen it and there's been a little bit of buzz there and I'm sure the staff has seen some of that and if they want to you know reaffirm or try to help out boost Malik's confidence maybe then you just say like Tuesday definitively, like, he's our guy, he's a starter, he's good to go. But it'll be, if that's not 100% clear to them, I think they'll probably just drag it on and not say anything until Saturday morning. Hey, look what's trending number one on Twitter, the new little baby album is here. New little baby album is here, who Trevor asked if this was his first album. I think Patrick texted us and was like, he's probably the biggest thing going in rap I've right now. I've literally never heard of him. It's not surprising, though. But also, when you say the name little baby, that sounds like someone like... Uh, it's like a name you make up on a TV show to mock the stupid name rappers give themselves. It's not the best rap name. I mean, that, that seriously, that's, like, that's something like if I was gonna make a bad joke ten years ago about rapper names, I'd be like Little Baby. Like that's that's the type of name you <laughs> get. like you've just given yourself a name that is like the pure stereotype stupidity of the rapper names today. Um, <laughs> like I think that's bananas, yo. <laughs> Patrick Ross says the Luke Combs concert may be more of the Kentucky demographic than attracting Louisville fans. That's not actually a Bad comment. <laughs> the Louisville Luke Combs fans are going to be texting in, though. We like Luke Combs, too, you know. They're going to let us know. Uh, but no, little baby. The Maybe Luke out. Combs will stop by before the show. <laughs> he's never coming on the show. We're not, not our show. I'm talking about Louisville Live. Maybe he's the special guest. Maybe, yeah. If he comes in, he's like, now I'm off to the concert. Who's to join me? We're like, no, don't say that. <laughs> Trenton Flowers is like, I'm a huge Luke Combs guy. I'm in. I'm ready to go. I want to go to Louisville Live and interview people. Who, do you, who can you name more, Luke Combs or Little Baby? I think I know the answer. <laughs> Little Combs. Uh, why not? Why not both? Why not make it a hybrid? Uh, we'll, we'll take some text here for this this segment, and then second segment we'll make our picks for the week as Trevor tries to continue to stretch his lead in insurmountable two games over me and our. Oh, I'm pulling away like secretary over here. I'm like Trevor the Stallion. Well, you're not pulling away. You were up by two last week too. <laughs> we both went seven to three. I'm giving credit for using my name as Trevor the Stallion. <laughs> 
Megan Thee Stallion is hosting uh, Saturday Night That's what tomorrow. I just saw. It's on Pop yeah. Sugar. It's trending right below Little Baby. And she's the musical guest. Right between Little Baby and apparently something bad happening in North Carolina. Yeah, that was a lot of science. Oh, yeah. That was bad. That's also trending. That, that cat kills the joke. Sorry. Yeah. That's <laughs> you got a Little Baby, North Carolina, and Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, we have to talk about, I saw Kersey talking about this, and or heard that they were talking about it based on the text line, and Plummy Bro has texted in. Okay. It's about the bet. You and Scoots. Oh, Scoots has bet where he owes me 500 bucks because uh, EMU sucks. You and Scoots have bet $500 yeah. on who's going to win more games between Louisville and Eastern Michigan. The, the first thing that I, I have to say is we need to set some parameters here. Are we talking just regular season wins or is this all season? Because I can see a scenario where, like, let's say Louisville misses the NCAA tournament, misses the NIT, or chooses not to play in the NIT, and EMU goes to, like, the CBI and gets, like, three or four garbage wins, and that winds up winning the bet for Scoots. Do those wins count? Or are we talking just regular season, just regular season in conference tournaments? You guys need to define – it's $500. I mean, I'll say right now, if if it's a situation where Louisville says no to the CBI, EMU says yes, and they – of course, I mean, I don't know where their win totals would be amongst the two of them at that point, but if that's the case, then the CBI wins for EMU are null and void. Because Louisville turned down the chance to be in this in themselves. Now, if it's a situation where Louisville is not invited to a tournament and EMU is, first of all, if that's the case, and I'm sure he's probably won the bet already. But second, then you know, yes. no, CBI, you don't have to have a winning record. They invite like 11 to 20 teams from the Patriot League sometimes. If they're both invited and Louisville says no and EMU says yes, I'm I may be willing to let them have those wins then. Yeah, you're gonna have to let, you're gonna have to you have to set this before the season starts. But otherwise, I think it, it should be regular season, right? And what I think that was actually the bet. I don't think we ever talked about postseason. It's just regular season. We no, just said no he, conference tournament. He just at all? said EMU would win more games than, okay. than Louisville. That's the bet then. You, yeah. you and Scoots will have to work that out. But the second piece of news, and I meant to, to get to this yesterday and I didn't. Amani Bates, charges have been dropped against him. I saw that, yeah. And he is now in the process of being reinstated at Eastern Michigan University, which goes back to what I've been saying this whole time. This guy's not going to miss a game. Stan Heath has banked his whole floundering career on Amani Bates doing something magical this year. He's not going to let him not play. They're going to get him back in school. They're going to get him back on the team. He'll be there for for opening night. The bet's going to go off as the bet. Yeah, I figured he'll he'll be there as well. Did you watch the TMZ video? I didn't watch it. Of what? Of him, the the police video of, of Bates getting arrested. Oh no, I saw Tim Z tweeted it out the video of his arrest, but I just didn't. I didn't even bother want to click on it. Where they're like, "Can you give us LeBron's number, man?" Supposedly it said something like he was like almost crying and stuff. No, like, no, not feel bad. Well, I mean, I'd feel bad. I mean, I'm sure he's nervous. He's about to get arrested. He's probably got a handgun on himself. But I mean, yeah, I didn't. I didn't even want to bother. I was just like, you know what? I'm not even giving y'all the. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I don't care enough to watch this. But Plummy Bro asked Scoots, if you were to win the bet, would you prefer Venmo or cold hard cash? How would you pay Scoots? He'd probably prefer cash, I would think. How would you want to be paid? I want cash. You're going to make it rain in the studio? Money bath in the Big X studio? He, he, the UofL he, College of Business studio? I want him to pay me in all hundred, uh, all in ones. And I'm going to come in here and I'm just going to just throw them all up in the air and just make it rain. Make all it the money pit. Yeah. This is what the UofL College of Business studio is all about. I will about. do that. Don't you, 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 you laugh. I will do it. I want it to happen. We'll have the YouTube cameras up and running at that point. I might make some of my Scoots money to, to get paid to get the YouTube put up. Look at you. Charitable. <laughs> Scoots is paying for it. I like to thank, thank EMU for sucking and for making Scoots think they won't. This is for you, Stan Heath. Stan Heath's like, what the hell? <laughs> the Stan, why, well, why are they talking about well, me in Louisville? Well, the Stan Heath YouTube cameras. <laughs> the UofL College of Business Stan Heath Studios. <laughs> 
Highlighted by the Yamani Bates cameras. I guess I walk into his office in Yipposenti or whatever it is, Michigan. Ypsilanti. Ypsilanti, yeah. What was his, what was his fake school? The Ipsy Prep cameras. <laughs> yeah. He walks in there and it's like, a, he messes for me today. Yeah, there's a place in Louisville that wants you to come down to a dedication. They, they're going to honor this too. They said you don't get to cut the ribbon because the host, apparently, that's his dream. That's what's going to happen. So, but they want you there to break the champagne bottle or something. He's like, What's in Louisville? <laughs> What's in Louisville? We haven't played them in 10 years. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> also, on a side note, there is a basket of muffins from a Trevor Kelsey. It says, thank you for sucking. Enjoy the muffins. <laughs> it's like they still only won 14 games and he got fired. He's like, well, he's like, this, this is the only celebration I'm going to get this whole year. I'm out of coaching. Are they paying me? <laughs> Texas says Trevor's boy Mel Gibson is in town shooting a movie. Is he really? I did not know that. I didn't know. But first of all, I didn't know he's my boy. Apparently. Why have I been affiliated with Mel Gibson? The anti Semitism. I'm not anti Semite. <laughs> yeah, like, like Uncle Leo over here. Mel Gibson, yeah. I, I don't know why he's in Louisville. I mean, I don't hate. I don't. He was at Vincenzo's eating recently, apparently. Okay. I saw Jack Black was at uh, Vernon Lane's. Jack Black's still popular. He was here doing a concert with Tenacious D at the the Louder Than Life or one of those festivals. Oh, okay, yeah. Is he still is he still relevant to kids? Eh, not, not, I don't think as much. No. He, he, well, his... Patrick was saying he his friends were like big fans of Tenacious D. Okay, well, okay. Didn't realize that had so much staying power. He's become more po- he's sta- his his popularity has stayed on in music more than it did acting. Man, it might be. A... I guess I mean he had that, but Jack Black's era was kind of he had that kind of like Vince Vaughn. Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler thing where it was like, it's good for one or two movies and it just gets old. He played the same character a lot. Yeah, and those all, all those people are the same ones that like, they had that good stick, it was funny, but like... I'm what, too old to be acting this way, but I'm still outlandish. <laughs> he was great in Orange County though, I still love it. He was good in Orange County. I mean, even School of Rock was funny. I like School of Rock, but yeah. then he tried to get serious for a brief moment. He did like, the King Kong, and it just did not work. I didn't watch. I'm that. like, if I yeah. want, yeah, act, act, dance for me. That, that, you know, act silly. I don't want. What you was the serious. movie where he fell in love with the old woman on on The Office? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the made up movie where he was in love with that. Was he it, was kind of good as was being, it Judy Dench or something? He was in love with in that movie. Yeah, he was kind of <laughs> good at being semi serious in The Holiday, which I think is a good rom com. I don't know if I've seen The Holiday. That's good. I like it. Oh, speaking of well, Kate Winslet, uh, this this one over past I mentioned like you didn't show me that uh, sad shout out to the uh, the passing of Angela Lansbury earlier this week. Nah, we, that was sad. We, I think it was on Monday after the show, and then you were out Tuesday. Um, I for someone who grew up in a grandparents' house, I grew up watching Murder She Wrote. Was I loved me some Murder She Wrote, so that was that was unfortunate. She was a boss for yeah. sure. And I saw the guy who played, and I'm not a Harry Potter guy, but the guy who played Hagrid I saw that, passed yeah. away today, too. It's, it's like Coltrane. I didn't know his name was like a Coltrane or something. Yeah, it's his last name. He was I, in I, the, one of the Bond movies, too. He's basically the giant guy with the beard. Exactly. Yeah, that's the best way to recognize him. Even in someone who doesn't even know Harry Potter, I'd recognize him. Texture says 502-414-1450. I like Brian Brown and Scott Satterfield's defense to hold bye week to less than 300 total yards and no more than 24 points this weekend. Brian Brown's like, I'm, so, I'm not set that bar wherever you want it, Mr. Kelsey. I'm good. I'm getting it today. <laughs> Texas has Louisville Live been free up until this year? Yes. This why, the, why are they charging this year now then? I, I don't know. I guess maybe they had to. This is because of uh, Slugger? I don't Slugger know. Field? I'm wondering about that. That's a good point. If it's been free up until this year, I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that. That makes. You can't tell me that's not a contribution to the low, low selling ticket amount. It's certainly a factor. You'd have to assume. Plus, I don't know how you're going to sit there and pay and charge. 
how are you going to sit there and little, little, I love you, but really, like, your new coach, worst season in probably the last 30 years you've had, and now you're going to charge people to tell people you're going to, they're going to have to pay to come see a, a pep rally? That's not real cool, man. That's I didn't know. If I'd known that from the beginning, I would have said this to Louisville right away. Yeah, it was definitely free. That's a bad both years move. at Fourth Street, and it was free last year at Church of Town. Yeah, this this is not a cool out. move. Yeah, I don't like that's. You, I'm not. I'm actually not. Now I'm really not surprised it's low sale because if I was somebody who had been going to this, I mean, just to go to it, to take my time to go to it and show my support, it should be. I shouldn't have to pay fifteen, twenty, thirty dollars for that. I mean, that's no. kind of with you. Texas, I need Satterfield to tell Brian Brown the Lannisters send their regards and then fire him at the end of the season. Satterfield sits on the Iron Throne. Yeah, but Brown's not on the throne right now. You don't need to kill him. Just tell him to go away. You're the king. Hey, I mean, it's how the kings die on the toilet. Texas, did you see Travis Kelsey's brother, uh, his podcast clip where he makes the point that there are no white cornerbacks? Any thoughts? Who, Justin Kelsey said that? I've got no thoughts on that. I mean, there aren't, are there? I don't think so. Not that I can think of. The last white corner was Jason Seahorn, wasn't That's it? The first one that I can think of. The only one I can think of. <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong. I mean, I don't think there. I mean, there's. I think there's. There's a couple of white safeties out there. There's one or two that I can think of. They're the guy from Kansas City, uh, uh, Sorrentine or whatever, um, Severin or something like that. But yeah, I don't think there, I can't think of one white corner in the NFL. Texture, I don't think there's been one for a while. Texture setting us up for. What is that bad? I mean, it's just pointing out the truth. I'm not. I'm just saying, if we strayed any further, I would worry about where you would go with it. But Jason Kelsey, if you're trying to get me mad at Jason Kelsey, you are barking up the wrong tree, Texer. That man could. I could come home and watch him like beating my dog while pouring sugar in my gas tank and still love him. Texas, Kentucky plus three and a half. Do they cover? Best scenario would be they lose by three or less, but do they cover or do they get their bleep kicked in? I just bet hundred dollars on them for reference. I want so much of me wants to say that they're not they're not going to win this weekend and Mississippi State will cover. But man, it's the every other year theory with them. We've talked about this already, and it's their year to win in that rotation. And I mean, it's easy to say, well, Trevor, that's just nonsense. That's poppycock, right? Well, it's the streak that's been going on for almost a decade now. But wait, Guardians win game two. Even the series of the All Yankees. All right, good go, Guardians. Four to two in Shout out to my Cleveland there. friends. Yeah. Texas, I'm definitely taking my Uncle Charlie to the island uh, to eat. After a freaking month with that dude, I'd be ready to throw him in a fire. Also, a great <laughs> Elvis is still alive movie, Bubba Hot Tep. Bubba what? Hot Tep. I never heard Hot-tep. of it. Hot Tep. Hot Tep. Okay. I miss my Uncle Charlie. Y'all. <laughs> when I kill my dog, y'all. Texas, <laughs> players were in first grade when UK won their last title. No, but yet again, I like that. If they're if ours are in second, they were in first. Good text. Texas, Excellent. Please welcome to the stage Louisville's own John Court. <laughs> Who? Horse trainer. Oh, is he? No, I think if we're gonna have a horse trainer, we're bringing out uh, your boy. Uh, uh, Not Baffert. No, Cox. Oh, Brad Cox. Brad Cox. Yeah. We love Cox. We do. We do. Texas Trevor, you get what you give. Don't be negative. You get. You get what you give. Isn't that a, isn't that a, a new radical song? Don't. Let go. You get the game. Yeah. Can't forget. Texas Mike, you were invited to go over to Trevor's house to watch Clerks 3. You didn't RSVP. When can Trevor expect you to come over? You're more welcome to go over to watch. I know you invite. You did invite me. You want a little trivia about that song you were just singing? Yes. The, the woman that's in that band, the group, the girl, she was actually a child actress. She was the added at the, she was the, played the niece of Archie Bunker at the very end of uh, 
on the family. There you go. You know how shows add kids when they're desperate to stay on the air? Yes. She was the added kid. Didn't she work. She was the cousin Oliver. The, the cousin Oliver or the the girl they added to the Cosby show at the later years, Raven Simone. Yeah. The b- biggest one to ever be added would be Leonardo DiCaprio to Growing Pains. Yeah. The, yeah. Again, my Growing Pains knowledge is He was bit. added the last season as a homeless kid they found and brought in. I did not know that. Yeah, it's because you know, Kirk Cameron's all Christian and all. Just as you have to remember, and this is a point we just talked about, the last three Louisville Live events weren't ticketed events. Churchill was, uh, but a large percentage of the people were there for the night racing. Yeah. So we did know the projected headcount from the previous years. I'm just waiting until next week to get tickets. That's, I'd be it honest be with you. I, I, I'm, I don't know how I didn't know that. Well, I guess I know because I don't go to them, but the fact that they didn't charge their charge this year, that's, that almost annoys me. Now, I, I mean, how can you Louisville be actually act surprised that you're not getting attendance now? When you're charging something for the first time, coming off the like we're coming off a tournament run, or we're coming, you know, a season that wasn't literally the worst in our lifetime and most people's lifetimes that are still around. Like bad time, read the room, dude. Yeah, that's bad timing to start charging. Texas says I'm, I'm not one to make light of drunk driving, but if I was, I would say people need to make sure to stay off the roads when UK and Gonzaga play. It's scary out there. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, do you see oh, Drew- the DUIs. But Gonzaga only had the one, didn't they? Yeah, Mark Few. Yeah, it was just one. I mean, do you see Drew Timmy, like every time he talks, just keeps taking shots at UK. Oh, good, I love it. I saw where he made the reference they were scared to come to the kennel. It's, it's all he keeps talking about. Yeah, I love it. He should. They are scared. I mean, they're he's going up against the National Player of the Year. When Drew Timmy has gone up against, like, really good big men historically, he has not been great. So he's going to need to back up these words. But that'll be a fun game. There's a good theme for a bye. Good theme, good music theme for a bye week would have been music with bye in the lyrics. That would bye, be bye, bye. I think I did bye though when I uh, goodbye says it all. I think I did bye in the song lyrics on the Monday after the uh, Syracuse game. Oh, <laughs> it was after the Syracuse or Florida State. I did use bye and because I remember playing the bye bye bye. <laughs> I did use it for one of those. This is Mike. You brought up a great point about our success with coordinators. So, would you want a Power Five OC or DC? I'm an offense guy. I, I give me the offensive coordinator. I know you're more of a defensive guy. I am. Yeah, and also I just I, I like the only the only the only problem with that. I'm pro defense, but some part of me would almost prefer an offensive guy because I feel like offensive guys are less hands on to the to the defense, where defensive guys are too hands on to the offense. Sometimes Does that makes sense. Yeah. Like you, defensive guys take get mad when the offense like doesn't do what they want to do. Where defense, where offensive guys are just like, listen, just hold them under twenty five. The Yankees just lost, and Dylan's already responding to text messages. Like, what do you be, was, be sad a little bit? The game's not even off the TV. It's not like he's on press conference or anything. True. Yeah, he just looked at his phone. I guess I don't know what else you would do. Well, don't tease, by the way. Anything you can read? No, he's just reacting to the picture that we send in of his head being cut off by a graphic. Oh, it's <laughs> the classic. LL. Wow, I mean, just poop on a guy while he's down, <laughs> yeah, no. man. I mean, I didn't send it. Good lord, man! Great friends you are. That well, was funny. He's still. I find it hilarious, but I'm not his buddy. Well, he's still a friend. I, I would. Ex- <laughs> my, I expect my friends to treat me the same way. I don't think he's gonna be friends long. Yeah, he is. He's, he, Go back a while. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> He's got, no one else is going to hang out with him. <laughs> Texas says instead of Lil Baby, maybe they can get Da Baby. That is another rapper. Did, oh, you, did you, you know there's a rapper kidding. named Da Baby? Yeah, yeah, I'm real familiar with him. <laughs> I need- yeah. I, I'm, what, do you think, what do you think I'm doing right now? I'm reading about his Wikipedia page. His best song is called Bop. Kids, Da Baby Bop? Yeah. Baby Bop? No, Da Baby. The song is called Bop. I need some bleep with some bop in it. Is he related to Little Baby? No. 
I mean, I mean, never have I felt older when I start just realizing how stupid some of the rap names are. Texas says, man, TK is saying little instead of lil. It's so hilarious. Am I not supposed to say little? It's lil. Like lil baby. L-I-L. What do you think the L-I-L stands for? It's short for little, right? Well, yeah, but it's it's not what you say. It's like saying ASAP instead of as soon as possible. You'd say ASAP. Lil. But I can say both. You can, but it's not <laughs> how you read it. <laughs> oh, I apologize. I didn't know there was such a critique. Please get your little baby semantics correct. <laughs> I mean, By the way, Scooter Dingus says we said whole season. The whole season was the bet. Don't back out now, Trev. Those wins are not null and void. Every game counts. Oh, wait a minute. No, you say whole season. I mean, regular season? Look at these backing up. He's saying, over here. like, whatever the record is at the end of the year, overall record, doesn't matter postseason games, all postseason games. Whoever has the most wins, that's what matters. Are you still in for 500 bucks? Yeah, because he clearly he's scared now. He's showing the fear that it's in it. It's a, I, can, I, can, I, I can tell you right now, there's a little bit of pee rolling down his leg thinking he wasn't going to get postseason games. You know what? It doesn't matter. Get your postseason games because guess what, Scoots? You ain't making no damn postseason. I hope this comes down. To I, like don't me- I don't remember. An Eastern Michigan versus Army CIT game. What, 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 if, what if? No, here, here's the better part. What if they both make the tournament with identical records and play each other's 8-9? That's matchup? the dream. That would be the dream. I don't know. if I can't imagine that's going to be an 8-9 game. <laughs> I would hope it'd be more like we're a 3 and they're a 14 or something. But that would be something. That would be so great. Or we're playing in the CIT. Who We'd knows? have to have a giant watch party. Loser pays the bill. Can you imagine the stakes? <laughs> like, not just fandom, but $500 on the line. Uh, Cloris Leachman was the love interest in that Office episode. Oh, was it Cloris Le- Was it really? Yeah, it was. She's awesome in um, Raising Hope. Texas Shallow House is still great. I've never seen it. Ah, uh, yes. Shallow How is that? That's his best movie. That's you never seen. You never seen Shallow How? Nope. Oh, it's hilarious. When the, the, the she breaks the chair, he's like, "What's this thing made of?" And the galaxy is like metal. <laughs> well, he welded better. <laughs> you would like Shallow How. You should watch it. Texas. I was out of town for a while. Michael Lewis is who I was thinking of about the beer truck driver turned kick returner who was really good for a year. My blind spot, aka Spencer's gifts, was Hamilton. I didn't know what it was when it came to Louisville for the first time, and it really upset some of my coworkers. Hamilton, the the play, yeah, the musical. Okay, but I mean, you, you like even you. Oh, like, blind spot. No, I knew. I mean, I you're knew. You're aware of Hamilton's existence. Yeah, because I, well, I knew. Obviously, I just also knew Hamilton and Burr, the the famous duel. Right. I mean, that, that's just. I mean, that's just kind. I don't want to say common knowledge, but it's it's relatively common, somewhat. I'd say it's. I'd say most people like know it. now. If you were to ask me, what was Hamilton's like? position in, in government i probably didn't he's know. just talking about the musical yeah, yeah. i mean the, he's he's saying he was totally unaware of its existence when it came to town and people were shocked oh i don't i didn't know there was a musical about him until tj probably brought it up to me but there then but i don't know anything that's going on in popular culture text says harrison smith at safety for the vikings is white that's safety yeah by the way that said that's the same safety that got destroyed by us in the nc title game in 2017 yeah texas do we think that the 2013 title game will be recognized at louisville live for its 10-year anniversary? That's a good question because I hadn't, honestly, and I probably should have put two and two together. Kevin, we mentioned yesterday, Kevin Ware tweeting about how he's planning on being back there. Peyton Steve is obviously co-hosting the event. Maybe there is going to be some sort of impromptu honoring of the, what if they put the, what if they announced they put the banner back up? That'd be cool. We haven't had a formal celebration of the 2013 team. I know that they did like a five-year anniversary that was, it was not sanctioned by U of L. U of L couldn't be involved in it. I know because John hosted it. It was down on Four Street Live, and it was just kind of it wasn't it, it wasn't great. Like it was just it didn't feel right. It wasn't all that well attended. It didn't feel like it was a 
it felt weird that like University of Louisville and U of L athletics was not a part of it, right? They couldn't, I think, actually mention like the national championship. There are certain words they couldn't use. This would be <laughs> if you words. want to get people excited for the season, the Kenny Payne era. If you feel like this is kind of dragging a little bit, it'd be a nice way to, to make that happen. I can. <clears throat> you okay? Oh boy! Clear my throat there for oh, a second. Yeah, yeah it's coming in, coming in hard. That's what she said. <laughs> Texas, since they're charging for admission, take it to the bank that we're getting that IRP the same day. That's just part of being a cards fan. <laughs> <laughs> we just paid to get screwed by news. That's, that does sound about right. Texas, don't forget Bad Baby. Well, we talked about Bad Baby before. Who the hell's Bad Baby? She's the one. She was the Catch Me Outside girl who was on the Dr. Phil. Oh, I don't even remember. She yeah. ends up being like a billionaire for being a, a terrible like 14-year-old. And she spells it. This one says "bad baby" like it's spelled normally. You gotta remember, it's B H A D B A B I E. That's bad baby. Yeah, I'm not gonna remember that. Well, yeah, you don't have to. I, I, you know what? All of them can. All of them can just bow down to the all. The, the, there's only one baby, and that's baby Huey. All the rest of them can suck it. Texas says my bleep got hard when you mentioned that they will announce the banner coming back up. <laughs> it's not the word that you're thinking of. <laughs> Surprisingly, I think I can actually say that word. I just didn't, I chose not to. I made it weirder by blanking out the word. Actually, it sounded myself. better. You said bleep. That, yeah. that, that, that's like the South Park. Out. I censored myself and it made it weirder. Tell tell me when you first saw the South Park the movie and you heard him cuss. It it was okay like the first time or two, but then it was like five minutes of the movie you you missed the bleeps for sure. Yeah, like the, the first, bleeps have a comedic effect. The first few the first few scenes you laugh at it, and then by ten minutes of the movie, I'm like, now I just kind of want to hear the bleeps. Same. Same. It's kind of like the, ironically, the episode they actually did where they start cussing on TV, and after a while they're like, this, this gets kind of old. Isn't that where they set the record for saying the saying S the word, S word on TV? Yeah, yeah. like a hundred and something times or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Now you can say that anywhere pretty much. They say it on Dynamite five times an episode. Do they? Oh, yeah. Orange Cassidy's still champion? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Just making sure. He lost. I will let you know if you ever leave it. There's Dynamite tonight, so I don't know. They're going to be in Cincinnati on Tuesday. AEW moved, is moved next week, by the way. What do you mean? Uh, because I think it has something to do with the NHL and T- TNT or TBS, whichever one. Um, Dynamite is actually on Tuesday night this week coming up. Oh. In Cincinnati. I've thought about maybe going. You should go. If I go, I might have to ditch out a little early on Tuesday. That's fine. Because it's just to make sure I get up on time. But uh, if I go, I haven't even bought a ticket yet. But it's going to be it's uh, Hangman Page versus John Moxley. John Moxley from Cincinnati as well. I feel like you say those two are wrestling every single week. Well, Moxley's the champion, so he wrestles. I mean... He wrestles a lot. I don't like Hangman Page. I thought Orange Cassidy's the champion. Well, he's the All Atlantic champion. He needs to be the big champion. Moxley and, and Page, by the way, have not re- ever wrestled. I feel like you not one on one. I hear those names every week. Well, they're, they're main event guys. That's why. Get him out of my face. Orange Cassidy's the main event guy. <laughs> he is the man. He's the only man. Yeah. I text this Trev. I will be at Dynamite on Tuesday. Let's go. Yeah. And they're going to be in Indianapolis in late November too. My God, it's all happening. I might have to might to go. I mean, I've only been to one show. I might to go. Might to go up to him. Uh, I say what, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll do the pick segment. Uh, high school game of the week. I think the poll is still open. You got a couple minutes left to vote if you want to make that Don't happen. Vote, people. We'll pick that it. game. We'll pick a. It's a loaded weekend in college football. Louisville is not a part of it, but we'll pick the the local games of note: WKU, Indiana, and Kentucky, and then the other biggest college football games of the weekend. Patrick also let me know. I said it's we have five matchups of two top twenty-five teams. We also have three matchups of two teams that are five and zero. Who's who's that? I wonder. We can, we'll get there. Coming up after the oh, break. Oh, we'll find that. That's a tease. We'll do that after the break. Previewing the weekend ahead. It's up next here on the Mike Rutherford Show on a Friday on 1450 The Big X. It's been twice teased. I'm right, I'm right.
don't be lonely now This Dookie album was one of my favorites, man. Oh, same. I, I can see this being right up your alley. Yeah, like when this came out, I still, you know, it's one of those weird moments. I remember buying this cassette. I bought it and the Siamese Dream cassette the same day, which was Smashing Pumpkin's second album. Okay, I was going to say, I don't that, know. That's that, is. Their, that was their second album. Uh, Gish was their first. When but, I come around. But this was also, and this, this I mean, this is another album also, too, where I, I listened to it so much, like I know the B side songs that weren't popular mainstream. Really? Like, and then there's some good ones too. It was like, I mean, it was a good album from start to finish. What's your favorite album of all time? Oh, man. It's a tough one. Um, like, like if I'm going to pick one, the, the Deserted Island Theory. Yeah. Just, I'm going and pick one. If I had to take one album, I'd probably go Pink Floyd The Wall. Okay. That's just, I mean, that or 40 Ounces of Freedom was by Sublime. Those are probably my two of my favorite albums that I could just listen to from start to finish. And not, uh, I mean, those are rare nowadays. It's rare any day to get an album on the same album because you're like, what's an album? I know. Um, but it was, I mean, it's hard to get an album that you just, you, you listen to 12, it has 10 to 12 tracks on it and you're not hitting, you know, fast forward or the, any button once. No skips. Yeah. No skips. Those are, those are the rare ones to find that aren't greatest hits. I think what about yourself. <sighs> Desert Island on you're going on. You got one, one CD, one album, one tape cassette, eight track to take with you. What are you taking? Probably, I'm not a big album guy, but I'd probably go Outcast to Okay, that's my favorite. Probably, it's a good one. I feel like there's a theory that like your favorite album, when you're between the ages of 12 and 16, winds up being your favorite album forever. And that's kind of true for me. I mean, the two I mentioned were between 12 and 16. Third, if there was one that probably wouldn't fall into that criteria, but would be right in the argument, would be Appetite for Destruction as well. And that was when I got, I got that when I was seven. I listened to that tape so much. I had to buy it three different times. <laughs> that's that. I'm not That's how much I've listened to that cassette. And which I love that appetite for destruction. Cause I, I knew every song by heart. Still I, do. I'm looking at our list of the picks this weekend is so low. I have to cut like a couple games, like the high school game because they didn't deserve it. Cause Wagner no, won the high list. school game stays. We got, it's a staple. <laughs> we got to keep doing it. Does I you get cut? Does I get cut because Scoots apparently was on KRC saying they were on a bye week this week? Ooh, Scoots, it's a bad look. They're playing Maryland. I know they play Maryland. It's we're the he's got during his show. <laughs> there's two there's two ads that run that promotes the game this Saturday on the Big X. It's a tough look. I mean, I saw that on the Facebook page of our show. somebody called him out, and I'm like, you really didn't say that, did you, Scoots? What game is Scoots calling tonight? I mean, you're not you fan. How much does he know? He texted Maybe me he thinks he's week. on a bye. I know it's an Indiana game, Southern Indiana. And it's on ninety four seven. It's I on ninety four seven. I don't actually know. Scoots, if you're listening, text me. By the way, you can't hear Stanex versus Butler right here on the home of Stanex football. Butler, the proud alumni of uh, Rashawn Myers, who filled in on Tuesday, and my man David Yates, almost went to Butler, and Adam Duvall. Yes. Reigning NLRBI champion yeah, and world you, champion. You didn't know. It's one positive Butler, thing. <laughs> 7 o'clock kickoff at Butler. You can hear all the action right here on 1450 The Big X. You can also uh, catch at 7 o'clock St. Mary's on the road from St. Louis in town taking on Trinity. You can catch that game, 970 WGTK, our sister station, which is also the home of Louisville Athletics this year. I've been told Butler is not very good this year. Shanks are probably rolling. So there could be a chance we see some uh, some backups in the Sanex game tonight very early on. Now, will they cut to the Wagner-Franklin County game if that one gets out of control? 
Put me on a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the game. It's like I think no one's here. It's like it's actually more <laughs> lopsided over here where Franklin County leads fifty one to three. <laughs> Why did we cut to this game? Well, Trevor was there. I got I got here at seven thirty five and no one's here. They said the game's already over. <laughs> I mean, the hell, man. Is now is it is it at Wagner or Franklin County? It's at Wagner. It's senior day, remember? Oh, that's last right. home game. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to walk up there. I'm gonna, <laughs> I gotta hear my PA girl. <laughs> We should walk up there. Like, hi, we're here. We're seniors. <laughs> I love the English class here. I'm English here. I'm a hotel management major <laughs> at the school. <laughs> I feel like we haven't had that program in 20 years. <laughs> Who's teaching you kids how to change the continental breakfast up? You don't take the whole thing of waffle syrup. You got to leave it there for the rest of the day. All right. Our pick'em segment, we've been doing this uh, every week this year. Last week, we actually had, last week was the most differential we've had, most difference we've had in our picks. Um, yeah, we still had the same score. We picked a bunch of games differently. We still both ended up seven and three. That's we, not bad, though. We missed one game together, and four of the ones that we had different, you got two right, and I got two right. So, what, what game did we miss together? We missed. Um, Come together. Oh, right? we've, we, I wrote, we missed UK South Carolina. Happy to be wrong. Yeah. In this case. So we both go seven and three last week. Now for the season, you are thirty-eight and twenty-two. Yeah, right. I am thirty-six and twenty-four. So two Loser. games behind. Yep. Two games behind Nine as we first enter and last. the midway point of the season. Should be a fun weekend, though. Again, loaded weekend of college football. Five matchups featuring multiple top twenty-five teams, three matchups featuring uh multiple five and O teams, and then some interesting local games as well. We'll start, though, with our high school game of the week. It was a narrow, narrow victory. The, the voting was tight, but with 35.2% of the bo- vote. Cheating is what it was. The rivalry between Eastern and Ballard, they went out. Sanix Butler got 25.8% of the vote. PRP Manual, 23.3%. And Fern Creek Mail, 15.7% of the vote. Ballard, middle of kind of a dream season. They've beaten both, ba- uh, both Mail and Trinity this year. Eastern... Not having nearly as strong of a season, but they'd love nothing more than to ruin their arch rivals' dream season. They're on the road. They're at the another Lynn Family Stadium. They now named the, the Ballard Stadium. They, they, every stadium is Lynn Stadium in, in the city at this point. But it's the the newly renovated Lynn Stadium. Like the Trumps of you can Louisville. They put their names on everything. <laughs> I mean, good lord, it's working for them. They're doing great. Uh, Eastern at Ballard. TK, who you got? You can't pick Wagner. <laughs> Well, I'm screwed now. Um, geez, this is a tough one. Because Ballard, I really have no love for at all. And Eastern, I really could give even less two bleeps about. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go... Ballard struggled, you said, right, this year, except for that went over Mayo. No, they've beaten... They've beaten oh, yeah, they beat Trinity, Trinity and Mayo. Yeah, they should be Trinity and Mayo. I don't know how Eastern's done. Uh, last time Eastern was competitive in anything is when they were cheating their butts off in basketball and when they won state back in the 90s. Ooh. Oh, yeah, half the team couldn't even read and write. Casting aspersions. I mean, <laughs> most, most of them didn't know where Eastern was. Um, going Bauer tonight. Hey, give me the Bruins. Uh, they're the yeah. better team. They should roll. Should not be. Uh, How the hell does this game even on a, on a vote for if it's going to be a blowout? It's a rivalry. It's, it's a down weekend. It's a, is that really a robbery? Yeah, Eastern Bauer's a big robbery. Yeah, it's in basketball, but in football? It's still a big robbery. Basketball, I know it is. Yeah, they really don't like each other in basketball. They don't like each other in anything. That's true. Carries over to all well, sports. no one likes them in either. So. Uh, we're not picking these games, but tonight there is college football on if you are just a sicko junkie and you, you, you can't 
watch normal. That's TV. me. That's you. <laughs> uh, we got Navy at SMU, seven thirty on ESPN. Also, uh, the Fighting Wolf Steins of UT, uh, UTSA on the road taking on Florida International. FIU is terrible. UTSA is a yeah, thirty-four point road favorite. Navy is a twelve and a half point road underdog. SMU is the favorite there, despite being uh, two and three overall. A- any plays here? For First you? of all, I don't know. Has UTSA ever played on a Saturday? A lot of weeknights. I feel games. like every time you bring them up, it's a Wednesday, Tuesday, or Friday. A lot of Fridays. Like I mean, I, I mean, they absolutely play Saturday at some point, one point at some time, but I don't remember hearing about it. Uh, I'm taking obviously the Roadrunners. I mean, that's a, a gimme. Uh, I don't know if I would pick them to cover, but I'll, yeah, you know what? Let's give them to cover. Uh, the other one, I'm going. Uh, this one's for you, Grandma. I'm going Navy. She I'm was in, she was in, in the Navy, by the way. I'm saying my dad was too. Yeah. I'm saying SMU wins, Navy covers. That's my question that. for tonight. She was, she was in the waves. All right. These are the games we're actually picking now. Loaded Saturday. It starts Big Nude Saturday. I love Big Nude. You know I love Big Nude Saturday. Fox. With, Two 5-0 and o teams. That better be nude with a fox. Undefeated top 10 matchup <laughs> in the Big Ten. Penn State on the road, taking on Michigan in Ann Arbor. Michigan's a touchdown favorite. Trevor, who you got? I think both these teams are kind of overrated. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, neither really had much competition until now. Penn State should have lost to Purdue. And Michigan State, best, I guess, quote-unquote competition was IU last week. I mean, um, I'm going to go Michigan to win but not cover. I kind of want to take Penn State, but they've been, besides the Auburn game, they've looked super just average. Mm. I'm going Michigan. I think they win. I think they cover, but it's like an ugly 26-17 or something like that. Yeah. also at noon, ESPN2. This is an interesting game. Games I won't watch because <laughs> I won't be awake for on a bye week. <laughs> Kansas. I tell you what, we're going to have to cut this game, but I want to pick it anyway because it's interesting. Okay, it's Kansas. Kansas may or may not have its starting quarterback. He's yeah. apparently out. They, they came close to beating TCU and keeping their undefeated season alive. Oklahoma, meanwhile, is coming off of a beatdown oh, in the Red River shootout against yeah. Texas. 49 nothing. Oklahoma is a home 8.5-point favorite despite being – Three and three and zero oh and three in the Big Twelve. Kansas is six and or five and one overall and two and one in the Big Twelve and ranked number nineteen in the country. Do the Jayhawks pull off the road technically upset over Oklahoma? If their quarterback plays, they win. If he doesn't, I think can, Oklahoma wins, but cup doesn't cover. I think Oklahoma wins regardless. I think it's a get right game. I still think Oklahoma's very good. I don't either, but I think Kansas is. I mean, are, they, are, they, are they still starting Dylan Gabriel? Yes, they are. I mean, I figured he was injured by now. I wasn't he's, sure. He's not. And you wonder why they're no good. Yeah, I know. Um, let's go to the ACC. Why? 3.30. Do we have to? ACC Network. This is an interesting game to me. Okay. NC State's coming off of a you know, loss to Clemson. It's only loss of the season. They're 5-1. Yeah. and one. They're ranked number 15 in the country. And they're on the road taking on one of the big surprises in the country, Syracuse. 6-0. and 2-0 and in the ACC. Not overly tested. And that's kind of a shout at, I know, my favorite team. But... Still, you know, they've beaten Louisville, which looked like a better win at the time than it does now, probably. Connecticut, who's terrible. Purdue, who's pretty good. Um, Virginia, Solid. who's not good. And then Wagner, who's nothing. This is their first real test against Well, no, they beat Wagner. Yeah, everybody's beaten Wagner. That was that for that week. 59 nothing. <laughs> <laughs> almost, they almost beat him by as much as Central did. So they really did beat Wagner. <laughs> uh, Syracuse is a three-and-a-half-point home favorite against NC State. Very intriguing matchup in the ACC. The winner is the only true threat to Clemson in the Atlantic Division. Who you got? True threat of Clemson. That's I mean, if NC State wins, loses, they're done. Yeah, you know, they're two in Clemson's yeah, tiebreaker. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, to quote the great Macho Man, I think this is where the cream rises to the top. And, uh, you know, to, to steal it from Charlie Day, and then you're about to see the cream of a five, ten-year-old boy. Uh, I'm going to... I, I, hope, I hope people get the reference. I hope they and do, too. Don't, it's a great episode, very by confused. the way. It's, of course it is. On a side note, whatever happened to those, those twins on the, or in that episode that used to do the sports show? Um, I'm going to NC State in this game. I think I, I think NC State should be better. It's, on, it's at Syracuse, though, right? It's at Syracuse. Syracuse is a three-and-a-half point favorite. Yeah, I'm taking NC State win and cover. Obviously, get points. So you take NC State on the points. I am, too. Take them straight up. I just think they're just a better team. Now, I the, mean, the only issue is Devin Leary might not play in this game. Well, you know, that's something you might want to mention. Like, I don't know, yesterday? Well, I mean, I thought... There's you, another reference for you there. I thought you would know. <laughs> Have you not met me? We don't know what his status is. I can't even pronounce little baby's name, let alone know who he is. And he's supposedly the world's greatest rapper. Well. How he, am I supposed to know Dennis Leary's kid's not going to play? He might not play. Does that change your pick? A little bit, maybe. It makes me question it, yeah. I, but I'm going to stick with them, though. I am, too. I'm sticking with them. You're sticking with them, I'll stick with them. Okay, well, that doesn't... Now, now I'm wishing I'd change, but that's okay. Well, if you change, I change. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> you jump, I jump. Uh, 3.30 <laughs> on ABC, another battle of undefeated teams ranked in the top 15. Number 8, Oklahoma State. 5-0 and and 2-0. and Well, I've been riding on the, the road, Cowboys, too. Taking on number 13, TCU. Also 5-0 and and 2-0. and Horn Frogs are a four-point favorite. TK, who you got? I have been I've been riding the Cowboys the last few weeks on the on the lines. Ride them Cowboys. Boy, that did if that uh, out of context that sounds really dirty, by mm-hmm. the way. Um said, was that Oklahoma State? At TCU. At TCU. Well, you know, that doesn't matter. I like TCU, I really do. Um, but I'm and Max Dugan's been awesome for them this year. But I'm gonna go Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State gets uh, Oklahoma State's sneaking into this where they're gonna be like I, I feel like this is gonna be one of those Years like what was the year that Oklahoma State had a shot maybe at the, the tournament yeah. and they kind of got or they're like the Michigan State Washington of this year. And I think Ohio State they got screwed by Ohio State because Ohio State dropped fifty two on Wisconsin and they were like, oh, let's just put Ohio State in there instead now. And Ohio State went on to win it all. I think that year nonetheless sounds right. But um, I think that was the same year Oklahoma State was deserved to be in. Then I think that's going to be kind of this year again. Oklahoma State's sneaky and they're doing well. They're really under the radar, but I'm picking them to beat TCU this week. I've got them too. I keep thinking I'm going to pick like these technical upsets that are going to throw them off, but I've got Oklahoma State yeah. in this game. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's go to the Conference USA. We'll pick one of the local games here. The USA. Western Kentucky coming off its first CUSA loss of the year, 3-3 three and three on the road. They're taking on this a rivalry game as well at Middle Tennessee State Ooh, yeah. in Murfreesboro. Tops are a road favorite by eight points. Do they get it done here against a MTSU team that's 3-3 three and three overall, but 0-2 in Conference USA? Um, and that game will be, I believe, on 900 because we'll have uh, the, the IU game on Saturday on the Big X. Um, yeah, Western, I'm going to pick win, but don't cover. I got Western winning and cover. They probably do cover, but it doesn't matter in this scenario. Times. So I'll tell you what, since we already have the, you mentioned the Big Ten game on our network, 3.30, you can catch it on ESPN2 as well. You can hear it right here on 1450 The Big X. Indiana. One and two in the Big Ten, three and three overall. They're hosting a Maryland team coming off a narrow loss to Purdue. Terps are four and two and one and two in the Big Ten. Um, Maryland, 11 and a half point favorites. That's a lot of damn points. That's a lot of points. They've got the little tongue of Iloa, who apparently is, is good, I guess. Who wins this game? Maryland, but I don't think they cover. I kind of want to take IU. You kind of want to take IU? I kind of want to take IU. I mean, do you, do you want to do it? You want to do it? Come on, Tom Allen. I don't want to do it. You want scoots? No. I mean, Maryland is Maryland is 
up and down a lot, but they're because they're basically they just their their whole offense is let Tua throw the ball seventy times. Basically, well, not Tua, but the other one. Uh, yeah, whatever. Is it like a Tua something like that? Is it Tulu? Talia, Talia, Tulu, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's the little brother. Yeah, yeah. That you're, he went to Alabama too, didn't he? Start there. I don't know. I, I thought don't. he started Alabama, but never played and then transferred. I don't, not that I know of. Okay, not sure. Um, we'll go. We'll go back to the ACC now. The other big game: two monster Atlantic Division showdowns in the ACC. Monster. Clemson, number Whoa. four in the country, six and zero and four zero. Godzilla in the league on the road, taking on Florida State, a resurgent Mothman. Seminole team trying to bounce back from a couple of conference losses. Uh, Seminoles are four and two and two and two in the conference. Clemson just a four and a half point favorite in this game. You said that was where at Florida State. Ooh, Doug Walker gonna be pumped, ain't they? Doug Campbell. I did what you did right there. I know, I always do it. I know. And, and I didn't, I, that wasn't on purpose either. I was just looking at you and it made me do it. Oh, God, it's a tough one. It's a night game. 3 30. 7 30. 7 30. Yeah, I thought that'd be a night game. Florida State be stupid not to make it a night game. Um, oh, I, Part of me really wants to pick Florida State in this game, but I think Clemson's back a little bit. We had our chances to, to and we've lost it now. That window's thing closed a little bit. Clemson wins this game. Clemson, not back. Not Seminoles taking them down. I know I picked against them with NC State a few weeks ago. I don't care. That was at home. This time it's on the road. Seminoles win. Clemson loses. They're not back. They're done. The dynasty. You over. could be right. I'm I hope going you're not to be right. In this case, I'm going to be right. I feel good about it. Oh, I'm. That's the way it's going to be. That's the way it's going to be. <laughs> uh, late night, kind of late night. Fox, 8 p.m. That's late for some. Number seven USC, six and zero. 4-0 in the Pac-12, on the road, taking on Utah, who's number 20 in the country, 4-2, and 2-1. The Gamblers, they love this Utah team. They refuse to let. They refuse to believe that they're just average. Utah yeah. is a three-and-a-half-point fa- uh, favorite in this game over a USC team that's been pretty damn impressive so far this year. Um, I'm going USC, straight up, road win. Trevor, who you got? Oh, USC. I didn't even want you to finish. You didn't even have to finish your, your, your spill. I was going to say USC. I mean, not since... Not since the, the Trey Parker and Matt Stone is somebody going to make it so much money off the Mormons, <laughs> but with with the way they keep doing these lines, US, UCLA and UC, USC are on a collision course for the, the winning of the Pac-12 here so in, in, in the year. And they're going to the SEC together I mean, or the Big Ten. I mean. the, the, yeah, I know that's the best part. They, they they have finally kind of come back. The Pac-12 has two teams to actually hang their hat on. I know, now. and they're both winning. and they're both bouncing, which is just I mean, now probably the game of the weekend. Game day's back. For the second time in three weeks to Knoxville. I think you're going to say Boone. No, not Boone. (laughs) 3.30 on CBS. Number three, Alabama. Dropping in the rankings after another win. Coming close to second time this year. They probably should have lost a game that they ended up winning. 6-0 and 3-0 in the SEC. On the road, taking on. Are they back? Are they back? Volunteers who enter this week at number six in the country. 5-0 and 2-0 in the SEC. Alabama, a nine-point road favorite here. Do the Vols pull off what will be their biggest win in a long, long time? Biggest win in a long time. Let me just just wrap your head around this one. The Volunteers haven't beat Alabama since the day that dude did the video about how much he hates Tennessee. It's embarrassing. That was in like 2007. Okay, they have not won that game. Their matchup with them since then. It's a long time, long time. Um, this is a tough one because I, I Tennessee's been good and I do love Hooker. But I'm just gonna. <laughs> I know I can't even. I can't even finish it without laughing. Uh, <laughs> stop giggling at me. Stop looking at me, Swan. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm taking. I'm taking Bama straight up though. 
I, I, just, I can't. I think Tennessee scares them, really do. I really think Tennessee runs with them and scares them a little bit. I'm curious to see what happens. I also can see Bama just like winning comfortably. Like they, 14 yeah. to 17 points, just kind of never in doubt. But Tennessee kind of hangs around just a little bit to keep it interesting. But Bama's clearly superior. This game does. They should be. Which, and you said this was at Knoxville, right? It's in Knoxville, yeah. This game kind of makes me feel like that A&M win over Alabama a couple uh, Was it last year or year before? Last week. What's it? Could be last week. I mean, A&M should have beaten them last week. Yeah, but I mean, the one where they actually did beat them, was it last year or year before when they had to, Oh, gotcha. They jumped up on them. Yeah. And, then, and then, was that last year? believe so yeah that's how i feel if, if not if tennessee's gonna win that game i kind of have that feeling that's how this is gonna end up where tennessee because they have that explosive offense and they can score so quickly and get up like 21 to 3 on them and they just have to hold on for dear life could be but i don't see that i, I I'm, I'm going alabama no louisville game this week so we will wrap uh, up here 7 30 sec network mississippi state number 16 in the country five and one and two and one on the road taking on kentucky Coming off back-to-back losses, the Wildcats go from top 10 to number 22, and they're one loss away from falling out of the top 25 entirely. <laughs> they almost fell in the top 25. <laughs> no, they're two losses. Oh, that's right. That's right. All missing South Carolina. I just, wanted you to rem- I just wanted you to say they lost yeah, two in They lost two, two in a row. Yeah. Four and two and one and two in the SEC is Kentucky. Mississippi State is a three-and-a-half-point road favorite. Cats get Will Levis back. Is that enough to snap this two-game losing streak, TK? So I'm a big fan of going with streaks. And we we've established, if you haven't heard yet, that uh, you know they uh, that this series goes back and forth. They and rotate wins. Ten, it's been almost ten years. It's been doing it, and it's Kentucky's turn to win. All that being said, streaks be damned. I don't like Kentucky. I don't like their blue. I don't like the fact that they they they, they changed the field name from John L. Smith Field to Kroger Field. <laughs> I don't like the fact that they they don't acknowledge the Bobby Petrino end zones. And I don't like the fact they don't sell alcohol. And then one thing, and all that I don't like, but you know what I do like, I do love, is the pirate, the man, Mike Leach. If, he, if Louisville hired Mike Leach, I'd do a backflip. May snap my neck in the process, but I will try my best to accomplish it. Love Mike Leach. Love the pirate. Matey, the big blue wall is coming down like in Berlin. We're going for you. Air raid. Will, there's only one Will. His name is Will Rogers. <laughs> God, I hope that's his name. I'm glad you did that. I've got Kentucky. I, I think they win. I think they get right. I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're right. You glad I picked him or are you just glad I went on that spill? And I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. I needed you to, to save me because I was going to pick UK. Uh, but I, I hope I hope you extend your lead. I'm rooting for myself to be farther behind you this week because I don't want Kentucky to win. I'd love for them to be 4-3 and three and out of the top 25 next week. Here's hoping it happens. Regardless, His name, his name is Will Rogers, right? The quarterback. Oh, it's Will something, yeah, I think. Uh, last before at least, uh, New Albany at Floyd Central. There it is. Uh, on uh, 94.7. As I, I, I had that part right. But there New Albany go. at Floyd Central. Everyone enjoy the football this weekend. Should be a lovely weekend. We'll be back at it on Monday. Enjoy the games. We'll see you guys Monday at 3 o'clock. When I come around.